Welcome to the 16-Ounce Cinema Podcast. Well, howdy, and welcome to 16-Ounce Cinema, where we drink moonshine and talk moving pictures. I'm TJ, and I'm here with birthday boy, straight from the heart of Dallas, Angus. Howdy. And Buff Bagwell. I am Buff. I am the stuff. I swear to God, I swear to God, I laugh when I say it. It's so true. I'm Buff. I'm the stuff, and the girls can't get enough. But this shout out goes to Mike, Angus, and TJ. These guys are the true American males. If you want the lowdown on the event horizon and many other films <laughs> grab a six pack and get fucked up and tune in to the most awesome podcast from the best guys in the, the business so listen up motherfuckers <laughs> this 16 ounce cinema podcast is where it's at I'm buff I'm the stuff and we'll sing in the song American Mills, American Mills, American Mills, American Mills, American Mills. When you see them coming, better run for cover. Girls, you don't need a weekend lover. American Mills. If you don't see them, you better not listen. You might wind up in a critical condition. American Mills. Love you. Peace out. I'm out. Buff days out. Uh, thanks, Buff. And Polish Mike is here, too. Uh, hey, could you stop? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I did not uh, expect I didn't that. Either. I forgot all about uh, our Buff fan. I forgot all about <laughs> yeah. Buff and his love for our cinema we're stories. The be- I forgot we're the best guys. <laughs> we're the best guys. Oh, and we know all about Dude. films and stuff. Or whatever the hell he said. <laughs> My favorite is he sang the song, but he fucked up every sentence to it. <laughs> he was really drunk. He was, he, was, he was so drunk. I think he drank sixteen pints or three pints just to just to, one of three of us. He was like just drunk with his buddies. He's like, oh shit, I got this cameo I gotta do. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, here, put the camera on. Yeah, he's like outside his house, like somebody's mowing a lawn in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the one part before he started singing where he calls himself the Muff? <laughs> the muff. No, I didn't catch that. He, he says, I'm, mu- I'm the Muff, <laughs> and I'm going to sing you the song. <laughs> Dude, holy shit, that is so funny. <sighs> Again, getting old wrestlers to fucking talk about the event horizon. <laughs> that, re- that, re- that reminds me, we, we, we might have a third one coming since we have a freebie, so... <laughs> oh god, I I hope Dean Malenko tells us oh about Adventure. Dean Malenko would be kind of like my dad telling us the story of us. It would be so weird, dude. I'm searching for Dean Malenko somewhere to. to... Oh, oh fuck! Uh, I love Dean Malenko. Mike, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a beer with no name from Collective Arts. It's a wheat ale with Earl Grey, and it's brewed with black tea, burgo, bur, bergamot. Cornflower Burn. petals and coriander. Bergamot. Yeah. Black pea. Bur- black pea. Bergamot. Yes. Black tea. That's so. Did you watch a southern? Or, am I on the wrong film? <laughs> yeah. So, what like, is what's this? What's happening? 
I don't know. I think oh, okay. he's doing the white trash. I, I thought we had like southern, southern films, southern filmmaking. Maybe just his film was southern, but yeah, like this would have been perfect for the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta let it we'll go. We'll superimpose. Um, I, I should have thought about it three weeks ago. <laughs> I am drinking Founders Porter because oh. the there's a woman in like Victorian dress on the label. Is she showing like her ankle, the fucking slut? Looks like a character in my movie. <laughs> All right. It is self-described as dark, rich, and sexy, oh. cozy like that velvet. Sounds like me. It's a lover, not a fighter. Huh. Yeah, that's me. All right. Yeah. It's dark. <laughs> dark and rich. Is that what you are? Yep. Uh, that's what I think of you every time I think of you. Yeah. Thank yep. you. Yeah, that's why he always wears black. Is it Founders the Races beer? Are we not supposed to drink that anymore? Is it? Uh, they had the whole thing. I don't know what came of that, but they're still in stores. So oh, okay, hey, there you go. Cool. Not that. What was the that. thing? What was the thing? I, I've never heard this. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. um, I wish I was. I don't remember. Like, yeah. they had a guy who was working for them, and it was a black guy, and he got like fired under like. Oh, that's Weird right. Circumstances. All the coworkers called of, him names like, and stuff. He came out, yeah, saying that like their whole corporation was racist, and they even had a joke where they had like two printers, but they had like a busted one out of the way that <laughs> was like they said was the colored people. That's printer. right. <laughs> but but the problem was when they started it, like looking into it, like it totally seemed legit, and like what did the the lawyer, their lawyer, kind of just like. Their lawyer put his foot in his mouth and basically said, yeah, this is what's going on. Now leave us alone. <laughs> I forget that whole story, but I, sh I guess I should have had it prepped. But yeah, the lawyer, basically his reaction was super incriminating after basically they found all the evidence that what this guy was saying was true. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. oh, I feel like that's what happens when you don't put your foot down the first 18 times it happens. Yeah, like, how long did this go on for? Like, he was I, there I for years. I don't know. Years. I don't remember the... I, I looked at this story, like, last year when it happened. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it, I'll but be it honest, the, the dude like, looks pretty cool, because I, I, I immediately Googled it, because I had to remember the story. The guy seems like a chill dude, so maybe he just didn't care the first 18 times. Right, because yeah, you, you hear about that, like, people always want to go after the, the, you know, the business that fired them, but then it was just like, nope, 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 Founders yeah, is really yeah. messed up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, people I, were, like, just going to be done with them. So I was honestly, like, surprised I still saw them in the store. And you were proud to I, support them by buying them. Uh, I'll drink by them, even knowing this horrible story. You actually bought more. Yeah, this would have been great I mean, for, no, next like, for last episode, too. Exactly. <laughs> it happened, I had, like, one of their Canadian breakfast stouts that I was oh, aging. Right, yeah. I was like, whoa, well, I've been planning to drink this. Now, it's just like, I felt weird logging it on un untapped when everybody was boycotting them. <laughs> yeah, you just whip out seven founders' beers you've never drank before. Like, I was just saving it for a, for a rainy day. Yeah, I've just had this for two years. <laughs> that is a perfect opportunity. Hey, get my credit up. Drinking? Uh, I'm drinking. Hopefully, it's not a racist company. Uh, <laughs> Floyd spiked lemonade. I don't know. I just wanted something nice and lemonadey. Uh -huh. That's cool. Right. I had a is it pink? A liney on our um our sub cult episode, which I think might come out before this one. Uh, yeah, 
we should be releasing it this weekend. Oh like, yeah, you guys did a thing. Yeah, yeah, and it went like it's funny because me and TJ talked about me and your show, Mike. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, it's an hour long, and I have no interest in listening to you guys talk politics." <laughs> yeah. So I, I that won't can... understand what's going on either. Like, yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah. The the I funny it, part yeah. is, we talked about it on the podcast where we were like, "We wonder what you think at like six a.m. when you wake up and see me and him rambling." Oh yeah, <laughs> <this>. <laughs> at least like, once every in 10 the middle days. of the night. Yeah, I, just, like, I was like, I don't know what that is. I was talking about something else. <laughs> Because you never, <laughs> yeah. you never mention anything about it, so we're always like, yeah, he must be confused when he wakes up in the morning that we were yelling about like Hillary Clinton at fucking three a.m. I, I, like, I just skim the messages to see if you go away from politics, and then I'll read those. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so we each had things we had to remember. Right? That's not Mike. Mike. I didn't. Nope. I don't remember shit. Nope. I can't even so... tell him on the show right now. My thing was, Angus, I watched Lookout Officer, and it was everything okay. you described. Was it? It was amazing. I loved that, like, the guy prays to Buddha to get a big <laughs> dick, but instead yeah. he gets long arms. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, reach. The, is, when you told me to remind you about it the other day, I was like, oh, man, he's going to shit on me like we shit on Mike in his dog movie. <laughs> I was so nervous. It's I almost didn't want to remind you. Because it starts Stephen Chow, but it's totally the other two dudes' movie. Like, the, yeah, the he's ghost not... cop and his, like, older partner his get partner. all the best bits. Yeah. And like, he's just in there to, like, interact between the two of them. Right. Like, it's really their movie. The other thing I loved, I don't remember if you mentioned or not, but at the end with, like, they had the fireballs in, like, the final fight scene. Like, the bad guy was shooting these giant fireballs the size of their heads at them. <laughs> but, like, the director was totally catching them on fire. They were just literally, like, big paper balls of fire on yeah. wires. And he was just <laughs> flinging them at his actors. Like, the, like, one got caught fire, but, like, he legit just got caught fire for a second. Yeah, it's extremely dangerous. <laughs> it, was, it was such a great scene. It was such a fun movie. All right, so I won that episode with that, too, so I'm kind of happy yeah, you checked it out. So. Yeah, I said I was going to watch it, like, soon, and now I did. Sweet. And my news is, uh, thanks to my girl, we finally got stickers. So this is basically the first 16-ounce merch, and... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Basically, basically, if you after fucking two and a half years, we finally have something with our logo on it. Yeah. How long have we been talking about this? Yeah. So, almost fifty episodes. Yeah. Um. So, if anybody out there listening wants some free stickers, just um, message us on Facebook or Instagram, wherever, and send me your address, and I'll send you some stickers for free. Sweet. All right, let's get to our movies. Michael, what do you bring? Oh, our theme this time. Oh, right. I almost forgot. Yeah, we should mention that. We had a tie theme. last time, and we oh, the driver, reveal our right. theme. Yeah. Holy driver. No, the That's driver. I, got, I, actually, I don't remember what the theme was. I don't remember why I watched this fucking movie. Then, now I get it. So, there whenever was a we have a tie, we have to pick like something relevant to Event Horizon. So we picked... A credit from the transportation department, <laughs> Gary Birmingham, who was the man who drove Sam Neill. Now, like, the, 
Event Horizon was all shot at Pinewood Studios, so I assume the driving was like taking him from the Hilton to the studios yeah, every day. It was Dude, the hotel back. If we can't get this guy in the pod to do an hour and a half about Event Horizon, I just I think we should fold up. That's all I have. Yeah, to yeah. Say. like this I is said, about his like driving uh, Sam Neill to his days. Yeah, I want to know if Sam Neill likes raisins in his apple fritters or whatever the fuck happened on set. I just want to know for <laughs> shit. Like, well, what kind of music does he listen to? He was like driving around. Oh, yeah, but he would eat like, in the car. To get his laundry? Oh, yeah, probably. That's pretty cool. I, I don't know. He, like, went from that to, like, transport coordinator. So it's like... I wonder oh, if yeah, dude. Dude, this dude's just, like, busting ass and being, like, promoted, like, every six movies or something. He, right. He's or is transport coordinator just, like, a fun, fancy word for, like, I just drove the people around? Dude, I bet right? this guy is, like, that character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I bet he's, like, Cliff. He's just a badass, dude. It just hangs out on set. Yeah, and just fucking drives everyone around. Just kind of puts out their, like, fucking antennas and shit. People don't want him around because he killed his wife? Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) I tried finding this guy on on social media, but the only thing he has is a LinkedIn. So if any of us can get a LinkedIn, we can get this guy. Um, I, I have a LinkedIn. It look, it's pretty cool. I, I'll text Gary, if you're listening, happens. we'd like to talk. <laughs> How can we go um, an hour and a half about it? Sam Neill? Well, I mean, maybe there, he maybe he also, like, you know, drove the other people around. Well, it's funny because, like, he, like, looking at his list, he did, like, all the new Star Wars movies and shit. Yeah, I but saw that, yeah. We only focus on something that's 23 years old. Except we keep yes. asking what, what it was like driving the TIE Fighter. Like, hey, that's man, our specialty. Everybody's talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Who's talking about Event Horizon every two weeks? Yeah, his favorite movie, I bet. I mean, only on. us. Hi. Dude, what that if he true. originally... That is really, that is really nice. And 7 billion people on Earth, we're the only ones continually talking about Event Horizon. I mean, that's something. Well, I'm sure the people in the Amazon room writing the new script are, too. <laughs> Probably not yeah. as much as we are. <laughs> oh, no. COVID, COVID stopped them, so they're they're just mentioning, like, every few weeks, wish I could get back to working on Event Dude, Horizon. Dude, how do we get them to listen to this? That's a, that's like, Dude, that should be so. That should be our goal. I didn't even think about that. You know they've listened to it. Like, there was no interest in Event Horizon until we started this podcast. That's a good point. This, they, didn't Nobody start, they didn't start talking about making a prequel or whatever until our podcast was around. Exactly. It, it, also, Dude. like the the found footage shit that happened during our podcast, like when they found how, that like, shit. Some movies have like the radio DJ. That should be us. We should we should have a little like thirty second thingy on on the Event Horizon show. We're like the we're, we play like we're, the Alex Jones Angus character or something. Is telling some embarrassing story and we're just like talking over him. Yes. <laughs> And that's just like the Earth scene at the beginning of Amazon. Well, no, I, would, I would prefer us to be like intergalactic DJs or whatever the fuck. Intergalactic DJs. We're gonna be like demons broadcasting out of. Or or we can be like we can be like core. we can be like the uh, propaganda arm of like the the people that send the people out to space. You know, because you know they have propaganda. Oh, that could be us. I love that. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, right? I like that. Yeah, that, that's yes. a good one. Dude, it's great. a great day to be on the Event Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Event Horizon. <laughs> I don't know where to go, even though it's my idea, but yes. 
A few um, late night trimmers and shakes from the Gravity Core, but don't worry, you were safe in your bed and no ghouls <laughs> or goblins got out. <laughs> that seems ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if you woke up to a like a morning show that just said it's okay, no fucking ghosts got loose while you were sleeping? I mean, I guess if I was born into this world, I guess it would make sense as much as... Yeah. Whatever, heartburn and anxiety happens now, or whatever. Kind of like the War of the Worlds, but <laughs> but real demons and shit coming yeah. from hell. That's true. Oh, my beer is delicious, I just want to mention. Right, oh, my thing is gross. Now that we're 20 minutes in. That's what, we have time. I love this beer. Um, you love it. Um, I watched 2000's Quills with Jacqueline Phoenix. As a, uh, our, I, I think he's a favorite of ours, only because I've watched him two or three times now at this point. Because <laughs> you say his name wrong. Jacqueline Phoenix. Have you God actually watched him for the show? <laughs> yeah, I've watched what him movie for another episode. What, what, I don't know. What, don't what talk. Movie? Don't ask me about memory. Joker. Don't talk down to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand you talking down to me. Just don't, don't, uh, don't make me remember anything. You watched uh, Quills. Yeah, I watched Quills with him. He's a he plays a uh, probable bisexual priest that teaches retards to dance and paint at an insane asylum. <laughs> oh my god! Um, that's his job. I'm not how did kidding. I not, how did I not see this on the list, <laughs> dude? I was excited. I was like, this looks stupid and like 1800s, and for me. And then I read about it. And I'm like, holy shit, this is great. Um, Jeffrey oh man, so Rod- 1800s is like real retarded. Yes, oh yeah, very, really, and very. That's how that's how retarded these fellows are. Um, what? Jeff- what? what? The premise of a movie. I'm going. I just I was I, in Angus there for a second, man. Just the RVR is really very retarded. <laughs> so anyway, the, the movie's about him, and and then Jeffrey Rush also he's the main character too. He plays a, a sex crazed French provocateur. <laughs> he uh, plays a French provocateur bitten by a porcupine. He becomes the superhero Quills. <laughs> oh my I god! I wish I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> but no, no, he plays the uh, Marquis de Sade. That who was who was a real French author. Oh, wait, so you have yes. handicapped kids and Marquis de Sade? He's not hand. They're not. Hand, they're not kids. They're just. They're older gentlemen of less mental oh, capacities. He said he was teaching them, and so I assumed. Oh no no no! He's just trying to get them not to be like put to death because it was the eighteen hundreds. So he's just trying need, to get them to, be, to live a life. They need uh, to be taught a lot longer than regular kids. That means <laughs> until you're thirty nine. So. Uh, so I didn't know who this guy was, but this guy was like basically writing stories that are like Fifty Shades of Grey for the 1800s French society, and he's in Gross. prison for it because they didn't like that shit back then. So they sent him to prison, which is what happened. I don't like yeah, it now. A, a kinky fella. <laughs> so this movie starts with like a five-minute beheading, which was actually super sweet, uh, uh, except it had nothing to do with the movie. Except uh, the, the Sade is like staring at it from a prison cell. He's just like watching this beheading happen. And this chick just gets beheaded because she was too much of a sex fiend. And so, like, I guess there's supposed to be a point where it's just like, look what they do to sex people back then. But I, I didn't sex get that till people? later. I was just like, why are they beheading this woman? And why is Jeffrey Roche looking at her from prison? <laughs> Did so he roast her? <laughs> no, unfortunately. Um, 
after that, Mecha scene... <laughs> that's why it took five minutes. <laughs> after that, we go to uh, Kate. Oh, wait, Kate Winslet's in this, and her boobs. They go. They come together. <laughs> no, no other maid shows their boobs except her. Her has an extra six inch of boobage, so that's why Did she's she in the like... movie. Love showing her tits or something, dude. I get, dude. I she wished she went full nudity in this film. That's how much movement there was. Oh, she did later. That comes later. Yeah, she went oh, totally naked. Yeah, she. Yeah, I'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> okay. She. Uh, the, her role in the film is like she basically loves. Uh, loves like you know Ranche writing, and so she takes some <laughs> writing from the Sade and gets it published, and that's her thing. Um, but the writing ends up like really pissing off Napoleon, and Napoleon wants to kill the Sade. Um, but some dudes uh-huh, in his... not on my watch. Yes, yes, some dudes in this court are like, "That's a bad idea, bro." They're like, "Let's instead have Michael Caine torture the shit out of him for a while," and then we meet tor- Michael Caine torturing the shit out of some dudes. So that's his story part in this film. Um, <laughs> Just torturing. Napoleon write like extremely explicit letters himself. Yeah, yeah, you taught his, us that. Mostly to his wife, yes. He, he wrote very, like, cockoldy, extremely sexual letters to his wife all the time. I don't think this movie is a biography, so I think it's just kind of taking a little... So, it, okay. it is the real Napoleon? It's not just a guy who looks like him? Uh, no, this is played by an actor. No, well, no shit, Sherlock. I'm just saying, like, it's he's playing the Napoleon... Oh yeah 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 they they made a little. Actor <laughs> I didn't think they it. fucking dug up his body for a two thousand <laughs> movie. I didn't know where you're going with that. So Phoenix. I just didn't know if you were making fun of him because it was like oh, oh it's a short little dude. Oh, no, in this. yeah, they went straight oh, Napoleon for a scene. So they use existing cool. footage like they're gonna do for that James Dean movie. <laughs> <laughs> so is this the second like? Napoleon movie you've done? Oh shit, it is. Yeah, this yes. is also the second <laughs> the appearance of, of uh, Jacqueline Phoenix and Napoleon. So all right, that's cool. I like that. That's that's how I knew that couple stories because you told it on yeah. the podcast. I didn't Eight know about more Napoleon that. stories, and I'll put a fucking Napoleon tattoo on my body. I'm <laughs> a big fan of Napoleon after reading his erotic writings. Actually, that's probably true. Reading that stupid biography is just like I like Napoleon now. This guy's cool. <laughs> He's that's great. Just, I'm, yeah, you know what, brings, yeah, if you somebody know what, brings me, like, the writings of fucking Genghis Khan, I'm going to be, like, all about Genghis Khan for a while. I just, I like what I read and see in front of me, I guess. I love that we're three steps away from starting a Napoleon podcast, too. <laughs> Dude, the fucking campaigns of Napoleon brought to you by 16-ounce cinema. Dude. Read we can get, uh, we can get that guy voices. Dan Carlin on our podcast that does all the history shit. We'll relate every battle to Event Horizon. Oh. <laughs> every every Event sex Horizon note. Chute. If, if I wasn't so lazy, this would be a wonderful idea. <laughs> I'm not doing a podcast on Napoleon. <laughs> Based around Event Horizon, that's that's the catch. We're not just a Napoleon podcast. <laughs> uh, um, so then uh, Jacqueline Phoenix teaches Kate Winslet to read. But she only uses it for reading to her like <laughs> fellow workers, you know, like other maids and and, and male maids or whatever those were called. Dude, so, hold on, yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining now, fucking buff bag. If you want the lowdown, oh my Napoleon. god! <laughs> <laughs> and then he just looks at the camera. Didn't I do this already before? <laughs> we just make him do it for every show. <laughs> Dude, men him talk about Mario Bava. 
if you guys love Mario Bava, <laughs> if you guys, guys, <laughs> it'd be best too if he didn't remember us every time, and then we have him like 10, 11, 12 different podcasts. <laughs> we have him talking about, could you put on some silk stockings and talk about silk stockings for us? I'll pay double. <laughs> Our good friend of the show, Buff Bagwell. <laughs> good friend. Good friend. Good friend. Not great, but pretty good. That's, you He's know, a good guy. A great friend wouldn't, wouldn't take our money. A good friend might. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I teach you the second time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, um, oh, yeah, so we're at uh, Joaquin Phoenix teaching Kate Winslet to read. But she only uses her reading powers to read to her uh, naughty, work, uh, naughty I, I stories wish, to her workers, like I other maids and shit. I wish she'd teach her how to say his name properly. Well, okay, you told me last. <laughs> tell me again. It's not Joquin. What is it? No, it's Joquin. Oh, is it? It's Joquin. <laughs> I was saying it right the whole time. I'm going to fuck it up now. The last name is Phonix. His is weird. It's not actually Phoenix. So stop it's it. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> fuck you guys. So... So, and then, like, after JP realizes this, he goes, he does the, uh, oh, you frown for, like, the next 15 minutes every time he looks at her. You know, that kind of, like, disappointed, but kind of like, oh, you're still pretty. I get it. So he does that for mm. a while. I do that yeah. to you. <laughs> you do that to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Desade writes a, uh, another book, but charges, uh, Kate Winslet a kiss for every page. And she's just like, no, I can't do it. Okay. And so she starts, like, <laughs> making out with him for every page. And oh, then, yeah. like, JP cock blocks everyone. So that, that turned out badly. But, he, you know, Tisade's a prisoner. So, like, Jacqueline Phoenix is allowed to just come on board in. He's a prisoner. Fuck him. Um, so then Michael Caine shows up at the insane asylum and takes charge and threatens to, like, shut down the whole place. And then this <laughs> makes Jacqueline Phoenix very, very mad. And then he's mad that they say this book isn't very good, and he like argues with him because he's also mad at Michael Caine showing up. And then Desade, <laughs> to, to that he says he, he has this whole little speech, but then he like thumps his hand on the, on the desk and he goes, "We eat, we shit, we fuck, we kill, and we die." And that was his big that was his big speech. And then he yells, "I swear to God, he yells, fuck the retards!" When Phoenix <laughs> starts bitching about what would happen if his place gets closed down, I love this fucking guy. Dude, we got the new slogan for our new um, Event Horizon in Hell podcast. Fuck the retards! We shit. We fuck. Oh, yeah, it? that part. Uh, we eat. We shit. We fuck. We kill, and we die. Yeah, I try that... not to kill. Oh yeah. Our... Well. We're... We're not French. I guess he's playing account like Patriots. killing animals to eat, or is he talking about killing people? Well, he was, you know, the 1800s, they killed more people than we kill now. Oh, so think, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, just part of your job sometimes. You just yeah. wake up, you're like, so oh, I, I think, gotta kill I think this we guy can, today. Like, we can, can kind of do something else with the kill. I also don't want to really like, kill people. Like, instead <laughs> of doing, like, refunds, you would just go kill the merchant, right? Oof. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't I don't know. I'm going like, to go with these you. Are, oranges one. are bad. I'm going to have to just, you know. Go kill Henri, the orange seller. Well, I was thinking they would just kill, like, oranges. minorities in a different region. But, yeah, okay, orange killers. Well, kill well, you said I would just go, like, <laughs> oh, I would just join the army to take out my frustrations on Henri. <laughs> Henri? Where are we going? <laughs> okay, so Henri sold me these <laughs> so. rotten oranges. Well, we got. I mean, listen. If you get sold rotten oranges, I'm especially if it's like say, whatever, a thousand is... pounds of rotten. Okay, all right. 
This is a bad bit I started. Let's move on. <laughs> we tried. Uh, so Michael Caine does a, takes a break from doing nothing to get to get laid because he wants to get laid. So he goes to get his wife from a nunnery who's a child that, and I quote, has yet to come of age. So that's really hot. Um, and at this point, I don't know yep. who to cheer for. But do I cheer for the to come, to of, come age? of age? Yes. So do Did I? Do I, I cheer? Yeah. This is not the only movie with Michael Caine and underage girls. Then. Yeah, Batman Begins. He he had this like <laughs> weird, creepy movie. Oh yeah, like, you told me about that. That's right. Yeah, he goes on like vacation with his best friend. And, like, him and his best friend, it's kind of like a wife swap movie, but instead of swapping yeah. wives, him and his best friend swap daughters. <laughs> Dude, yeah. imagine if you and I went to, like, vacations every, like, twice a year to fuck <laughs> underage girls. How fucked up that would be. Oh, man, we did each other's daughters. Oh, that <laughs> it's was, all yeah. kinds of bad. Yeah, that's even weirder, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. I'll just do both of your daughters. How about that? We'll make it even. <laughs> That's not fair. We, you know, we'd, we'd be so upset. Like, this guy's fucking our daughters. We're not getting shit. You end Mike up having five your... sons or something. Like, <laughs> Bro, Mike would go after your cat. Oh, no. <laughs> don't fuck oh. my cat. What am I putting, like, fucking catnip in my foreskin? I don't want that. I don't know. I... Dude, I'm not the cat fucker. I don't think this one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dude, I'm looking at my cat right now. He looks so sad. <laughs> He's like, "What did I just?" Yeah, because I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> you better tell that cat some flights are cheap right now because of COVID. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Fulci's putting down fifty bucks. <laughs> Mike could get there for the cost of an Uber. So I, I made a stupid joke of, like, I don't know who to root for, the pervert sex author or Michael Caine who keeps young kids at nunneries to fuck when he's in town. So that was my little, that was my little joke. Uh, the normal town folk in the area are scandalized by Michael Caine having his girl bride, but they're also, like, super aroused by the whole thing. And there's this, like, sex, there's this sex scene of all the townies having sex and gossiping about sex. It was fucking weird. Wait, like, it's um, a montage, and you just see all the townsfolks Oh, uh, no, couples. there's, like, five people, like, in bed just kind of groping each other. And so, then, like, oh, an there's orgy. one couple having... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, a little orgy, yeah, that's right. You said they're gossiping orgy. during? Huh? You said they're gossiping during the fuck? Yeah, 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 they're talking about, like, yeah. talking about them makes them horny, kind of like pornography. This is the whole movie, the whole movie's about them, like, talking about the Sade's plays and how it's making all the French people horny and how it's bad for society. Oh, so Quills is like the pen, but it's a euphemism for the penness. Oh, because he gets his shit taken away and stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what Oh, that's like that show that we watch, Pen 15. Oh, what's that? I didn't watch That's the show me and you watched, Mike. Mike is like, what was that? And he was the one trying the most to get me to watch it. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. It was that show on Hulu about the two girls in high school who were like 32. Oh, yeah. Penis. That show was great. I didn't yeah, know it was 15. Yeah, it was called Penis to me. <laughs> that, was a, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we've been trying I'm, to sell TJ on that show for over a year now. We, no, what we have to do is sell Sarah, and then Sarah will make TJ watch, and that'll be perfect. Yeah, that's how that's we play it. True, Sarah yeah. will watch it. We're yeah. watching The Great right now. I like that show, but we're not here for TV. Oh, that's right. Yeah, fuck TV. That'll be our so, next next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, we're doing slow stockings already. That's TV. So yeah. after, yeah. yeah, after a play, which is ends up being my selling point, so we're skipping the play. 
uh, the Marquis de Sade gets all his writing utensils, all his quills taken away, and tries to coerce them back by offering Kate Winslet to fuck uh, Phoenix. And Phoenix is like super like, no, she's my pupil, I'm not doing that. He suggests that he fucks his butt instead. And then JP is now like, instead of the, uh, the OU scowl, he's got that angry scowl, like, I'm not fucking your butt. <laughs> He's got that scowl going on. That's so, a great so, way to trick somebody into gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what would so really get me? He was in prison, and they didn't want him to write these dirty stories, so they resorted first to torture, and then when torture didn't work, they took away his pen. Oh, they didn't torture him yet. Uh, Michael Caine is going to torture him later. The the other the scenes were Michael. You said Caine Michael Caine is sent to torture him. That's how you introduce Michael. Yeah, Caine. yeah, yeah. Michael Caine will torture him later. It's, you made it sound like yet. he's t- been torturing him the whole time and just no. took a break to go to the nunnery. No, he's teasing him a bit, man. Yeah, like yeah. he's cock teasing him with the torture. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not being tortured yet. That doesn't happen. He gets waterboarded for a little bit. That happens later. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wrote that. The, okay. So the the weirdest part of this film is that Jeffrey Rush's wife looks like Jeffrey Rush in a wig, but it also <laughs> it looks like really bad CGI. But the weirdest part of it is that this character is actually is actually hang on, is actually played by George. Jeffrey Rush's actual wife in real life. Oh, so that fucking blew my mind. I didn't understand when I looked it up. I was like, holy shit, that's weird. Her name he is George? Uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Rush. Is it okay to go look up uh, Jeffrey Rush's wife on Google? or that Yeah, oh, page? yeah, yeah, let's do that. I actually didn't, like, I actually oh, didn't look her his wife up. Let's just but we can't rabbit hole. We always end up rabbit holing, but I really want to see this now. Is it yeah. Jeff okay. with a J or a G? G. G. Oh god, he doesn't look like anything like the character now. Yeah, okay, a little bit. You can kind of see it still. Jane Minalis? Yeah, that's her name. She looks kind of like like lumpy Janine Garofalo. Ooh. Yeah, only the lumpy parts. I see they do have a very similar face. In the film, it's even worse. She looks like Jeffrey Rush mixed with Janine Garofalo. Oh, okay. I actually can't, I can't, I gotta stop looking at this. It freaked me out while I was watching the movie. I couldn't handle it. (laughs) To me, she looks like she'd accuse, like, a Supreme Court, like, guy of rape. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after we see his wife, we, uh, there's this little scene in the film where we learn that Michael Caine's cock is only four inches long. But that's the whole scene. Nothing else happens. There's no gossip. It's just, I forget who, but somebody in the movie's like, Michael Caine is a four-inch cock, huh? And that was, that was, that was it. I'm not um, seeing it. I just searched Michael Caine cock. <laughs> <laughs> I see photos of him in the water, right, but I can't his see his dick. Name, I, I don't know who his character is because it doesn't matter. He's just Michael Caine. <laughs> uh, the sex guy, I guess. Um, so after he gets his cools taken away, the side A starts writing in blood all over his body. Oh, dude, I can't he... see his dick. Hold on. Oh, really? <laughs> There's a Where? photo like of him like floating in a pool, and there's like From champagne on like, a little raft. And you can see his fucking batch there. Oh, is it the one in the blue shorts? No, he's wearing like oh. a black leotard type thing. Oh, I'm going to look this up. Like it's a onesie. <laughs> Ooh, I don't I... know men can wear onesies. Oh, Mike, what? All right, sorry, oh, guys. Michael came naked. <laughs> <laughs> Save that for later after the show. Um, Yeehaw. 
So that oh yeah, so uh, so the side is writing in the blood all over his body and room because he he's just really has this need to get the fucking story out. Um, and then he starts he almost starts a riot, but then he passes out because he like loses all his blood because you know he's writing of his blood and stuff. Um, mm. So the next scene after that, like after he wrote all the stories on his body, he's like uh, Phoenix tells the side to strip, and it's like this weird, sexy, like weird scene. And like we focus on Desade's uh, butt for way too long, and so does um, so does Phoenix. So that was kind of fun. Um, and then I wrote, okay, okay, in the, in the worst acting that I've ever seen, Kate Winslet gets whipped like twenty times for like writing, uh, taking out the stories and having them published because they they learn about that. But this the is whole the time second she's movie all... you've done with a woman getting whipped. Uh, only it was like Heather, yeah, that seems Graham like it's whipped. She this Kate Winslet gets whipped a lot, but Did someone her get acting, whipped in Sea of Dust. I'm pretty sure I've watched at least four or five movies with women being raped. So anyway, like she she's getting whipped by this like this like creepy big fat guy, and like she's just mildly tiffed about it. Like somebody just broke up with her. She's like, ah. <laughs> meanwhile, this fucking fat dude is just whipping the fuck out of her. And I actually wrote that I, I watched Roots. This is bullshit. She'd be way reacting to this. This isn't this isn't proper acting at all. She'd been freaking the fuck out if she's getting whipped like this. She's no Lamar uh, Burton. Lamar Burton. Um, so next, oh, uh, oh yeah, we get the uh, Michael Caine's hot Lolita starts like reading the side A, and then like she starts hitting on the uh, sexy architect who shows up for a bit, and then she blows him, and then they run away together. So he Michael Caine is now angry because his wife ran away. So. Uh, because she read some erotica? Yeah, she read the... Well, she's also, you know, she's also a child, and Michael Caine's a 50-year-old man, and she probably doesn't <laughs> want to be with him forever. <laughs> probably I don't know. that. It's, yeah. it's funny because, like, a child runaway is actually a real runaway. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dude's an architect, so I bet they could find some good life. It's not like he's a fucking laborer. I bet they'll be okay. They're, they're okay in this movie. <laughs> um, so the, the Marquis de Sade finally gets waterboarded, so that goes on for a while. Um, and then de Sade needs to write another story, but again, he's like, he's in super prison now or something. And him. <laughs> Moon like, prison. <laughs> <laughs> I like that adult swim show, Super Jail. Imagine like a French 1800s moon prison colony. That'd be fucking weird. It'd be all steampunky and shit. It'd be a train to the moon. <laughs> That'd be fucking cool. Oh, wait, I forgot. Is the show it. for or against Moon Prison? We, we were totally moon for Moon oh, Prison. Yeah, we brought, yeah. I, yeah, we, I, we are 100%. Pro. I love the idea of prisoners away from society, so fuck it, get some of the moon. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I am nervous that the moon would turn into Australia. I don't want, like, Australian sun systems <laughs> fucking oh, fighting like America. They, they you know? gain their freedom there and yeah, become their own yeah. nation. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. would be. I would be worried about that. Mm-mm, That's something to no. talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just turn like the jails into like low income housing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're making projects on the moon. What is this? <laughs> God, there'd be so many people on the moon right now if we started two hundred years ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too much. Yeah, punk rocket ships to the moon. Because I assume we can't just send male prisoners up there. We'd have you know to send this, female prisoners. This is that Smashing Pumpkins video tonight. tonight oh my god, tonight, them. tonight. You're right. Dude, they were way ahead of their time. Just sending people to moon prison. And they were dressed like aristocrats too, so it was yeah. probably from the 1800s. That's exactly what it would be. 
So, <laughs> so Decide needs to write another story. He just needs to get it out. He plays uh, he plays the game telephone with the, the retard people. And then his, his new and they all fuck it up. They can't they can't get the same sentences correct. Well, isn't course, that the point yeah, of telephone? It would be ridiculous. Yeah, like no, they're that, like he, so Mike, they like, did it right. Like gives him two sentences, and then he there's like three retards before it gets to Kate Winslet writing it down, and she, they, the retards fuck it up completely. No, that's uh, how you do telephone. Like it would be fucked yeah. up if the retards got it correct. Yeah, that would be actually like <laughs> ironic or weird or something. <laughs> That'd be great if they did it like perfect. Perfectly. <laughs> oh, the uh, the story is about how you fuck a woman so good you put a new hole into her. So that's pretty hot. That was that was the gist of his new story. But I so don't think was... that's hot. Uh, oh, you okay. might want to reword that. Interesting. Unique. Okay, unique. unique. I like yeah, unique. unique. All right. Uh, one of the uh, fellas, uh, the, the 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 telephone people, they start a fire because they're a pyromaniac, and everyone escapes. Um, so everyone's, like, escaping and running around and stuff like that. And then, uh, oh, Kate Winslet dies. She she gets drowned Good. by a retard in laundry. Uh, <laughs> she got a new hole in laundry? Her. <laughs> yeah, like, he drowns her in a big pot. Because apparently, like, back then they had, like, just, I don't know, like a swimming pool-sized laundry thingy. And the retard just got kind of drowned her into there. Just kind of, like, oops. Yeah, actually kind of. Yeah, I mean, he tried to have sex with her, but I don't think he knew what was going on. So he killed her instead. So that was that was, that was what happened. Yeah, that was the scene. Yeah, it was it was brutal. It was pretty brutal. <laughs> now that I think about it, that was I pretty brutal. How casually Mike is just like, oh yeah, and one of them drowns Kate Winslet in the laundry. Oh yeah, no, he tried to have sex with her, but then he couldn't figure it out, so he killed her, and it was brutal. I mean, this is this <laughs> is a totally <laughs> podcast. I don't want to I don't want to brood on the, the negativities of life. As a woman in 1800s <laughs> France, that, that's you know that's rude. We'll save that uh, for, for the Napoleon one. Well, yeah, exactly. exactly. dedicated to exactly. the life of a woman under Napoleon's rule. <laughs> oh, that's like a, that's like a second Napoleon podcast. This is getting that's wild, a whole out of season. A whole season. Jesus. Yeah, the, the women under Napoleon a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so the, because Kate Winslet dies. Uh, Phoenix is very sad. He starts crying. Now he has a sad frown. So he went from like OU to angry. Now he's just really sad the rest of the movie. And the weird part, okay, this film came out a year after Titanic. And I promise you, for like 30% of Kate Winslet's scenes, we get Titanic music, flute and all. It's very Wait, strange. What year did you say this came out? 2000, right? Titanic came out in 99? No, it no. came out in 97. Whatever. The same year enough. as Event like, Horizon. Oh, that's a pretty good year. Pretty good year for films. <laughs> and um, boat trip. Oh, well, no, I mean they can't all be winners. So. What are you talking about? Boat trip is great. Yeah. Wait, was that with Cuba Gooden? Yeah. And boat Artie trip Lang was not ninety seven. Right? Shows up with Will Ferrell, huh. right? Yeah, but no, there's no way that's ninety seven. That's two thousand two. Yeah. That's Wait, what's two thousand two? Boat trip. Yeah, it's two thousand two. Okay. Oh, it's the other one, the Walter Matthau. Out, yeah, out that's the okay. Scene. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the movie I did for our first episode. Yeah, out yeah, the scene. Yeah, what's that yeah. one? I, I just said it three times. Out the out sea. The, out the sea. Hell oh. yeah, I got it. Yeah, I was I thinking it. about Boat Trip and Artie Lang and Will Ferrell being a couple. Artie Lang should have been on the Walter Matthau movie. That would have been better. Um, <laughs> Artie Lang should have been in your movie. 
Oh, he was Napoleon. <laughs> we should have an Artie Lang episode. I don't know how many movies he's been in. Like Not six. All ones, really, <laughs> Probably, other than yeah. these tiny bit parts. Yeah, I've right, seen so. every Artie Lang movie. Oh, okay. Well, let me not. Yeah. All right, so I have a few sentences left. We're almost done. Uh, uh, Michael Caine okay. convinces his jail queen Phoenix to kill Desade, <laughs> but at, at the uh, at the last second, Desade tells about how many times he fucked Kate Winslet. Like, he goes on and on, but then Jacqueline Phoenix finally becomes, like, super happy. He And he's like, he's like, ah, 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 she's a virgin. We looked at her vagina. And then, like, for some reason, this makes Desade cry and sad. And that's probably the main point of the movie, but I didn't fucking understand it. I just thought it was fucking funny. <laughs> so that's, that's that scene. That was that whole scene there. <laughs> that was the gist. I just, whatever, ask somebody else. Maybe TJ will watch it later. Um, so they end up, no. and they end up, oh, well, I guess I'm not winning. <laughs> you might still. You won't yeah, my movie. Event Horizon. Oh, uh, that's true. Horizon that's Shift. True. Horizon Forgot Shift. The so then they, the um, they ended up cutting off the Sade's tongue for, uh, I guess, religious reasons, I don't know. And then right after that, Phoenix starts whipping himself for, for the same reasons. So, so wait, they, they cut off the tongue of the writer when their problems with his writing? Like, how is that... <laughs> They sh- they I agree. They should have break his, his fingers. fingers, right? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, we all we're all Hands. on the same page. Hands same are gone. Page. You can keep the if thumb. We, if we go back and we become eighteen hundred century French propagandists, we would be better. We would. We're gonna be a hell of a lot more pragmatic than them. Yeah. Uh, pro- yeah, that's a good word for what we would be. Um, oh, so then then they go to like so. Anyway, it's like two days later. And Kate Winslet's laying in the, uh, where, wherever dead people go before they get buried, like in that little area. What, what is it called? The morgue. Whatever. Yeah, a little morgue. <laughs> that little yeah, thing area. Morgue. A little, little area. I was just so explaining, anyway. like, a little garden of them just, like, separated from the graves. <laughs> Olive, <laughs> Olive Garden. The morgue they garden. Go, they go to Olive Garden before you bury them. So, it's, the weird stuff happened. Let me get through the weird stuff. So, Jacqueline Phoenix starts molesting the fuck out of Kate Winslet's dead body. Oh, and that's... You huge trouble nipples, for that back then. Huge nipples, huge areolas. That's what I got out of this. On the Joaquin? Titanic film plays again. No, no, off Kate Winslet's dead body. Oh, uh, okay. Um, then he starts fucking her. He goes fucking hard. He, I, he's a virgin, <laughs> by the way. He starts fucking her, you know what I mean? Like, the first time. <laughs> and then he, like, has his going at it. A guy telling a story at a truck stop. He starts fucking her. I mean, he, he's he, going he was, at it hard. You Jacqueline know I mean? Phoenix was like, I know my... I'm, I'm going to lose my virginity on film. That's how he was feeling. That's how he was going. That's how good he was. That's how Mike good ex- he is. Mike explains to, like, Chris Farley and Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> and they got it. Oh. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> so, so he's doing all he's doing his thing until he looks up and and the Jesus Christ is crying on the cross with blood coming out of his eyes. <laughs> what? what he, we're, we're becoming that kind of movie now. Yeah, yeah. So Jack Wayne's like he freaks out. He realizes he's fucking a dead chick, and, and unfortunately he wakes up and now he's a dream. It was all a dream. That whole part was a dream. But it was all fucking cool. It was all a dream. So, um, so then, um, Sadai, whatever, Da Sadai writes another story with his dying blood, and Phoenix, like, tries to baptize him with his cross, but then Desade eats the cross, chokes, and dies on it, and that's the end of my film. I wonder if that's Quills. historically accurate. Uh, no, people were mad. <laughs> people, people were mad. <laughs> 
Uh, most of this movie, except the human beings involved, were not real. Probably except the main was not real. It may may not have been real either. And uh, yeah, that was that was my fun film. I liked it a lot. All right, so the movie that I watched that Gary Birmingham was a transport coordinator for was from 2000. It's The Little Vampire. Um, I forgot you it, told us that you were watching that. Yeah, that's I right. I did you tell, tell you. Because I, I felt like this. he had so few out-of-the-way movies that I, I was worried we were going to have some overlap, and we just had overlap yeah. with the pandemic episode, mm-hmm. so I really didn't want to do it again. Yeah. Um, so it but opens also, up. I don't, I don't think any of us would like have chosen like a big one either. So yeah, yeah. it would have made it really very sketchy. Because I told you, I was like, oh man, I was gonna take that. Right. Yeah. Like I, I was like, oh look, he's got a ton of credits. And then I'm like, later I look, you guys, we all said yeah. And then I looked, I was like, uh, he really doesn't have that many out of the way credits. But he was the best of like all those like random ass people. Who actually had a large selection of credits because a lot of them yeah. just only have like 20 movies they've worked on and they're yeah. all big name movies so like they were not you couldn't do them like i think even like set design costume <laughs> i don't want to do i don't want to bring solo to the movie yeah yeah <laughs> right. I, I was like last yeah. jedi like I, <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be weird <laughs> it I might got, be fun to shift I... them but yeah okay uh, so yeah. It opens up, and it's like it's in like Victorian times. Uh, Richard E. Grant is there. Um, if you don't know Richard E. Grant, he was actually in Rise of Skywalker, talking oh. about Star Wars. He was General Pride. No idea. I hated um, that movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. I figured you guys Richard, only see it once. You didn't catch the name. He was like the Imperial or First Order general, like the one. Basically, their their main general. I don't remember. He was yeah, old. He's old now. He's I'm like looking at not him. Hux. He, he wasn't Hux, but he yeah. Was I'm like, looking at him now too, and I don't remember him at all. <laughs> he right, kind of anyway. looks like Kevin Spacey. So he's in this crazy like high collared costume, and he's got this like power jewel, and he's pointing it at the moon. They're on a cliffside. Him and like a few other people dressed like him. And then just some random guy goes, Vampires! And this, like, crowd comes in and the mob fights with them. Hold on, I'm sorry. I got into a distraction. So I was looking up his um, wiki, and he was in a movie called Palm Beach. And I'm like, oh, Palm Beach. Let me look this up. It says box office. Palm Beach grows zero dollars in the United States and Canada. Whoa. (laughs) Not one dollar. He's he's very British, so... (laughs) Uh, like why did they even put that wait is it like a midget is that is that why it's a little vampire like a midget no i'm getting to that richard e grant is a normal sized man (laughs) he has a great voice too but um anyway there's this big fight and then like out on the water on the other side of the cliff there's a a bed floating in the water and there's a kid on there it turns out all this, like, the scene was this nightmare this kid was having. And he's just this, like, little blonde American boy. But, like, his parents come in and they're kind of, like, they're kind of stressed out because, like, their kid is just obsessed with vampires. And we learned yeah. that they're from California and they've come this to This is Scotland. like that movie I did. 
where that kid was obsessed with vampires. Yeah, that my mom is dating a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, I I went with the kid vampire movie route myself. I was just I couldn't resist. It's so, fun. Yeah. They're from California. They're in Scotland because the dad is a developer and he's working with this super rich Scottish dude to develop <laughs> a golf country club and resort there. I can't believe we're going we're going to Scotland with the vampires again. <laughs> oh shit! Scotland. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> I didn't even. How did I miss that? Oh my <laughs> god! Scottish Draculas. As soon as you said that, I was like, "There's no." He didn't say that. I I accidentally heard let that me, in my head. <laughs> let me quick scratch my notes wow. where it says vampires and put Scottish Draculas. <laughs> Good catch, Mike. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh. But well, you'll oh be happy God. to know, Mike, that they, they don't leave Scotland in this. So the borders oh, are yeah. secure. <laughs> the borders <Yeah>. are secure. <laughs> well, yeah, I should be really happy with the ending. Uh, anyway. So, like, the kid is obsessed <laughs> with vampires and he's having these nightmares. And the parents are kind of stressed out. But he's in, like, a small, like, spooky Scottish castle. It's like a house, but it has a tower attached to it. I think, I'm I'd imagining nightmares living in there. I'm imagining, like, a full moon type set where they just use that same, like, castle shot for every oh, movie. Yeah. Yes. It's not quite as big. Like, it's not full-on castle, but it totally has a tower. So basically, it's imagine just a lighthouse. It's a, a lighthouse on land. with a big house built onto it. Okay. Um, oh, I wrote in my notes. I forgot to get to the... It actually has some cool, like, 90s songs. They're all, like, rip-offs of better known artists so like there's one i put it at the end of the notes matchbox 13 right um there's one by angela angela via called best friends and it's kind of got this sound like tlc mixed with christina aguilera and Britney Spears. And if you look up the Wikipedia, it basically says she was distinctly developed to rip off Britney Spears' sound. <laughs> <laughs> and like, to catch that same crowd. So she was, like, just a marketing her, ploy. Her famous song, Oh No, It Happened Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh No, It Happened Again. <laughs> I'm not that naive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are dropping glasses at that one. <laughs> but it was like a, it was a decent song. I put that it was a good beep boop bop song, <laughs> like those nineties boop 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 boop. Not quite like that, but like the, um, the da da, da da like that beeping in that song. Oh, I love da da da. I can't think to do, but just that happy nineties beeping. Even though it was two thousand, it was the tail end of that. It was, I like the yeah. song. Um. So this kid, his name is Tony. He's getting bullied at school and, like, his backpack dumps out. And here we also learn that a comet is coming. And in class, <laughs> basically, like, they're just talking about stuff. And he like a scary comet to kill him? Or, like, it's just no, no, going to no, fly just, by? Like, it's, it's like, hey, the comet's going to go by. You're going to see it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then the I thought it was coming to murder the... No, 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 that's not a subplot. Well, I mean... The comedy yeah, that'd, be is, a, but... that'd be a great subplot. All the Dracula <laughs> vampires are going to be fucking taken out by a fucking shooting star thing. Uh, uh, you know, you might feel bad for the kid getting bullied, but it's no wonder because like he, 
the teacher's talking about the comet, and the kid just rattles off the... Like, he raises his hand and rattles off all this vampire bullshit. Like, he's just <laughs> full of vampire... And then the, the teacher's like, as usual, our American friend is full of stories. And, like, he's also... Like, he goes home, and he's drawing, like, these demonic red-faced vampires. And, like, his parents are like... Oh, I just, I wish you wouldn't draw vampires. And I saw that picture, and I was like, dude, like, the kid's, like, eight. I was like, if my kid was eight, and, like, all he was doing was talking vampires and having nightmares and drawing red-faced demon vampires, he'd be taking his ass to therapy. Dude, dude Mike, drawing... the next time you're over, if you don't start talking to his kid in private about <laughs> vampires, <laughs> I'm going to be so mad at you. Yeah, I mean, the kid knows. He's watched Hotel Transylvania. Oh, uh, that's how vampires. it begins. Holy shit. <laughs> what? You okay, buddy? Yeah. Sorry. Are you, are you sure? I, I heard something weird. I must have, like... It's like, a vampire. Oh, Dude, this is how you guys feel when I hear shit on the show. Yeah, that I, I now understand I was wrong to belittle you. That was freaky. I must have rustled. It scared the shit out of me. Okay, okay, Dude, okay, I pissed. So me and TJ were recording last night, and I heard a knock at the door, and it freaked me out. Turned out it was my record, and then they took it away. So I had to go to the <laughs> fucking <laughs> the post office today and wait in line for it. <laughs> I was mad. <laughs> All for my Spine Shank album. <laughs> Mike, I don't know if you noticed. Did, did whatever noise you heard show up on your uh, track? Oh shit! I, I don't know. I was okay. Well, I I'll no listen idea. back in we'll here. See, but yeah. So, so now there's two of us saying our our show is maybe mildly haunted. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. That was fucking freaky. I got my nipples made hard and everything. And I bet <laughs> right. you that I bet you the sound hard. is not on the track. And so yeah. our listeners are just gonna have these like random talks every other episode where we're just getting freaked out. Yeah, they're gonna be like, they should, they really hit the bottle pretty hard. These guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these guys are just hearing shit halfway through at the hour mark. They're gonna, the they're episode. gonna think Angus is the weak one, always throwing up and not hearing shit. <laughs> I like always throwing up. I puked once on episode six. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, Angus's true. computer crashed and made scary sounds at him when it did. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, yeah, but that's, anyway, that's an explainable thing. So anyway, I was talking about red-faced demons. <laughs> um, so, the um, the dad, like, wants him to golf. <laughs> so dad's, like, super into golfing. And yeah, okay, if you're in Scotland, I get it. Uh, where are we? My notes are kind of confusing me. Oh, this is a, a like terrible conversation. Um, so the dad's talking about. Are you like, talking about oh. this conversation right now with us? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the dad gets some golf clubs. It's like, yeah, man, you can go golfing. And um, the Tony says, "I have no one to play with." And the dad's like, "Well, you don't got me. That's the beauty of golf. You don't need anyone." <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say you don't that. got me, but he says that's the beauty of golf. Uh huh. Um, but anyway, Golf clubs are expensive. This is a good dad. Going back to those drawings, yeah, his mom's reaction was, quote, I didn't know he could draw so good. Hmm. She's supportive. I give her that. Yeah. yeah. And um, so the, the kid ends up, he's making, like, fake fangs out of paper that he puts in his mouth in the dark. And the maid comes in to, like, basically make sure he's going to bed and he hisses at her like a vampire. <laughs> and, um... Next, we cut to this guy. He, um, you guys, 
Mike maybe has watched Downton Abbey. Ah, uh, no, unfortunately. Okay, <laughs> so this guy, his name's Jim Carter. He plays a butler on that show. He looks like, in this movie, he kind of looks like Judd Hirsch dressed up like a Robert Rodriguez character. So he's in, like, imagine Judd Hirsch with, like, longer mutton chops and, like, leather and chains. Okay, I see it. Like, if he's at the titty twister? No. Well, he doesn't, oh. you can't see that. And he's Scottish. Wait, what? <laughs> can't see that. Titty yeah, twister. Okay, so we need him. He's chasing a bat with his truck, and he's got this crazy, like, kind of like Mad Max truck, but it's decked out in like UV lights instead of rally lights and like chains and all sorts of like vampire hunting. It's a vampire hunting truck. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get him. He chases the cat, but the bat gets away and goes to the kid's house. Uh, the bat flies in the room, and the kid's in there. With ketchup all over his mouth, biting his stuffed animals, <laughs> pretending to be a vampire. I mean, a Scottish Dracula. <laughs> right. like, like, this is like a high level of obsession. And the bat turns into a little Scottish Dracula. And Oof. Like it's an, a little kid or? Yeah, he's a, a little kid Scottish Dracula. So okay. they're both like eight years old. Um, his name is... I was gonna say, it'd be really creepy if the guy turned into, like, a giant, like, 6'4 dude who bit the kid. (laughs) I was not liking where this was going. As a vampire? (laughs) Wearing silk stockings. Hey, kid, let's get fucked up. (laughs) He starts singing American males, but instead of American males, he's singing Scottish Draculas. Scottish Draculas. (laughs) When you see them flying, better run for cover. Scottish Draculas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so they have a short little conversation. Part of that is uh, the Scottish Dracula says, you're a human. You're full of blood. And Tony says, I'm going to keep it that way, dude. And Rudolph really likes that he says dude. So he like, he's like, oh, I like that word. I'm going to use it. And um, Mortis up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and um so then like tony and rudolph like go kind of flying through the town rudolph needs to feed so he goes and uh, he lights feeds, the way <laughs> he feeds on a cow uh now now they're at a a party with uh the parents the, the kids aren't there this is we're just seeing what the parents are doing and like we meet the the rich scottish dude and he's like a total prick and his grandkids are the kids who really bully tony and you know they have to just pretend they like him but the the the, the wife isn't hiding it at all tony's mom she's they're talking she's like i need another drink of poison <laughs> and then, but then i'm just like oh okay whatever um and the teacher is there, and he goes up to her and says, like, she can't quite hear him over all the noise. He's trying to tell her about his, obs- her, his Tony's obsession with vampires. He's trying to talk to her about it. And so finally he yells, he's obsessed with vampires! And, like, there should have just been a record <laughs> scratch on the soundtrack because everyone in the party turns to look at them. Um, now we're back with Tony and Rudolph, and 
Rudolph discovers a Game Boy, and he's totally entranced with him. And Tony teaches him the word duh, because we're still, like, at the tail duh, end of that duh, word's duh. usage. No. Duh, duh, duh. Duh, duh dude. <laughs> All right. Like, it's pronounced John Stamos, not Stymos. Duh. Duh? <laughs> so, Rudolph falls asleep <laughs> in um, Tony's toy box, because it's the best place for him to hide out. And they're quick becoming mm-hmm. friends. In the morning, Tony's mom wakes him up in this party Japanese-themed party shirt. It's like this kind of like bright Hawaiian shirt colors, like bright blues, but with like a Japanese like sort of warship on the sea. And I just love that shirt. What's great too is she just like wears it through almost the rest of the movies. Like they go into the next day, and she's still wearing the same shirt. Did you take a picture so Mike can buy this shirt? I, I, I can go back and take a picture. I, I think I watched this on, I think it was on Voodoo for free. Not I think all, all three of us need this shirt. It's funny, you said wear. that to me. You said that and like one of my tabs that are open is like, is a shirt for Ronald Reagan where it's Ronald cake stand and it's him with an American flag <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> Dude, that's I'm so awesome. tempted to get it, dude. <laughs> so you have me spot on right there. I think you should get that. That sounds it's fucking so hilarious. Good, such a good looking shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Alright, so now we have just this quick shot of the farmer going into Mike his, sent me like, the link. Stables. <laughs> I gotta see that. You gotta see that? Is that what you're saying? I have to see that shirt! Uh, yeah, just type in Ronald stand shirt. <laughs> That's I w- I'm oh. sorry, TJ, I want nothing more than to see this shirt right now. <laughs> you see it? Is it the yeah. one where he's got the American flag on, like, glasses? Yeah, American flag sunglasses. <laughs> he's just got a beard. He just looks so happy and chill. He does. Oh man, I get the tank top so you can wear it to the beach. <laughs> oh, he goes to a new beach. Dude, there's not a, all the time. <laughs> Dude, there's some other great ones. There's Rutherford B. Hazen. Yeah. yeah, all the presidents are have like a drink name. Richard Mixon, and he's got two mixed drinks in his hand. <laughs> oh, really? And that's that yeah. looks awesome. I didn't see that one. Richard Mixon. <laughs> There's a keg stand Kavanaugh shirt. <laughs> I, re- I like the Teddy Boosevelt because he's got a stupid mustache. Now you all are right, talking so- politics again. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should have saved that. <laughs> Those are really fucking funny, though. <laughs> so the farmer lets all his cows out of the stable, but the one that Rudolph fed off of doesn't want to go out into the sunlight now. That's that mm-hmm. quick little cutaway. That builds. Um, so now we're back. The mom's in Tony's room and she keeps smelling something, which I guess is Rudolph because Rudolph is still in his same clothes from like the 1800s. Like all the Scottish Draculas you see in this movie are wearing the same clothes from forever ago and they're like dusty. So it makes sense that they're just stinky. So they Um, never wash them? No, they're like, they're covered in cobwebs. Oh, gross. Yeah. They just look like something like at an antique shop that no one wants to buy. And it's just kept in the back of the dark corner. 
Which is kind of mm. like, that, again, that ties to my beer. That's why I did it, because the, the cover is this woman in these old clothes and looks dark and dusty. Um, now we actually, the dad actually took Tony to play golf. He's a good dad. This dad is a really good dad, it turns out, which I thought was refreshing, because a lot of times, like, the last kid movie I watched was Clifford, and the dad was, like, the dad left! The dad abandoned his kid to go to yeah, Hawaii. His kid yeah. was 42! Yeah. <laughs> yes! Richard Kind abandoned his 42-year-old son, Martin Short, <laughs> playing a 10-year-old. But, you know, like, like they always overdo it where, like, the parents are, like, you know, a workaholic or whatever yeah, yeah, I know flaw what you mean. a parent can have. That's all the parent's character. And I, I, I thought it was really cool that next we actually see the dad having an interest in his son. He takes him to play golf, and they golf actually thing. have a little, like, heart-to-heart. He's kind of like, you know kid what's with this fucking vampire shit it's kind of fucking creepy and he's like you're I just right really you're right love... that is really nice yeah he's like i just really love vampires i think they're really cool and he's like yeah all, all right you know let we need to get you some friends but okay i get let's it go. Let's go it's like you're having a hard time transitioning to being in fucking scotland all right and it's, it's a nice scene um next uh rudolph and then we go to the night rudolph takes tony flying around to find out about the power gym that uh because tony had drawn it but rudolph was like oh shit Pokemon? that's like an amulet that we need and this comet is coming and the comet <laughs> gives the power to the moon to power the amulet and then we can use it right <laughs> you know for some reason i, I realized you're watching a vampire movie but i was like is this are we getting fucking all this magic shit in it i, I that blew me away for some reason oh there's a magic it. amulet yeah yeah um <laughs> it turns out this this magic amulet will turn the Scottish Dracula's human. So Do I, they I, want that's that? Why I said like I think Mike would like that idea where they basically are fully assimilated into the culture. Oh <laughs> 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 um, I like I single Mike out for that one too. It's like not Ang, it's like nope. Mike, the <laughs> resident racist. Oh whoa. man, laugh. Whoa, hey. Yeah, Angus, Angus is the resident racist too. Don't, don't just put me in. So, <laughs> Not the only one. Dude, I'll take it. I'll take all the shit. credit. Oh, you're so modest. <laughs> we can share that more, credit. Uh, founders beer. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he can really represent as he's browsing Stormfront and what what was it the the. Anyway, whatever. Is that so, still a thing? Is Stormfront still around? According to like other people, yes. I I don't know. I've, I I think I was a Stormfront when I was fifteen. I can't imagine it still being around. Yeah, I haven't so like, heard of that shit since like high school. Oh, so so. I, you, I've told you that okay, here story comes before, the story. But never on the pod. Okay. I remember back in the day, when um, so like I had a membership. <laughs> <laughs> when we um, first got married, Sarah and I lived in a house that didn't have a washer dryer. Mike remembers? No, I thought we were like, we used to browse Stormfront daily. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I thought that's, that's what that's that was. That's what no, made you guys tie the Stormfront's related. I'll get to it real quick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to use the laundromat. And, you know, she we'd never done the laundromat before. And, you know, she was kind of like, I don't know. It just feels weird going to the laundromat for the very first time ever, especially. Dude, what we oh, I had, okay. I had a panic kids, attack the first time I had to do it myself. Huh? I had a panic attack the first time I had to go to the laundromat myself like a year ago. Oh. 
and right. like oh, wow. fucking complete yeah. meltdown, dude. Like I think I left clothes in the thing because I didn't know how to like start the fucking machine. They're fucking and, confusing. And well, it was just a no, bunch no. of like Mexican dudes staring at me, and I got scared and ran. <laughs> well, the ones around here have all these instructions, probably because like anxious little fucks like you have jacked up their machines before. Just <laughs> <laughs> shaking the shit out of it. Get my fucking so, like, like even I couldn't mess them up. They're just like put the fucking clothes in, press this button, put this amount in, put this much money in, walk away. There's a timer. You can't mess away. this up. Yeah, walk just walk away. away. <laughs> They're fucking Mad Maxing you. Don't open the door. So, anyway, like, we didn't know, and so my wife Googles, like, can you get disease from the laundromat? Oh, my God. And the Um. first result takes her to this forum, and it's just full of this hateful stuff, like, yeah, Chinese people are always using it, you can totally catch their Chinese diseases. Well, it seems like they were right. Every post is like that, and she's freaking out, she's like, how can we live here, we've got to use the laundromat. And look look at all these, um, like, posts, like, all of them say that you get diseases from the laundromat, and I, I, like, read a couple, and I was like, this is some pretty hateful talk, like, Okay, they're not really talking about the diseases. They're naming races of people. Like, this doesn't seem right at all. So I look up and I'm like, babe, you're looking at Stormfront. She's like, what does that mean? I just clicked the first link that came up on Google. I was like, no. You can't rely on these people. We're good at the laundromat. That was back when Google was cool and they made that the number one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you, are you a white supremacist? Come on in. Well, well, no, that was back in, this was like, what, 12 years ago? So, like. Dude, Google almost made TJ's wife an extremist. Right, Google, <laughs> no, Google didn't predict you like that back then. So it was just like, Google oh, basically true, yeah. just said back then, Google didn't try to give what was best for you, particularly as a person, because it listens to you. It gave what it thought was best. I kind of want to Google yeah, that right now. It, see what it, says. it would pop up the results it thought was best for the entire world. So that time in what 2011, Google thought the best result in the entire world for people wondering if you can get sick at the laundromat was a forum thread <laughs> on Stormfront.org. So Google's come a long way, man. That's hilarious. She looks it up and just says, "Yeah, Obama caused the diseases in the laundromats." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um, so Tony meets Rudolph's family, and they're they're pissed that you know Rudolph's making friends with a human, and um, then the Judd Hirsch, Robert Rodriguez guy, his name is Rookery, by the way. He shows up right. with this like crossbow on hydraulics, and starts like attacking them. But Tony cuts the line that powers the hydraulics, and then. Rookery pulls out this UV light cross, so it's basically like two black lights strapped together in the form of a cross to chase the vampire, or I mean the Scottish Draculas. (laughs) He's trying to get him to go to a rave. (laughs) Seriously, like this guy's equipped, he just needs some drugs. Uh, So they all hide underground in the cemetery. And then the cemetery caretaker shows up and is just like, shoes Rookery away. He's like, you can't be here. What are you doing with your 
crazy UV crosses. Get out of here. You're stomping on graves. <laughs> and Tony touches uh, Richard E. Grant has this necklace, and Tony touches what? it. Oh. And he has a vision of a girl taking the amulet that they need. And that's it. And they're like, oh, well, maybe we're on to something here. Next, uh, Rudolph and Tony, they go and scare the bullies. Like, they sneak into the two bullies' room at night and <laughs> basically just... Butterfly kiss them. <laughs> they waterboard them. <laughs> oh, no. Now we have, their tongue. Now we're, have, we're in the morning. We have a scene. Rudolph has fed again. And now all, two of the cows in the stable won't go outside into the sunlight. The farmer's just like, well, heck, I don't know. So they're vampire cows? Mmm. Uh, oh, okay. Never mind. So Sorry. now there's this meeting with the, the rich Scottish dude, and Rookery interrupts it to start talking about vampires. And um, the guy is like, what are you talking about? Oh, but he's like, no, you got to hire me. I don't do this for free, but I got to get rid of the vampires. And the rich guy's like, well, give me the you know proof of the vampires. Um, next, we see the mom in the same shirt as yesterday again. Oh, and yeah. mom the parties. Kid, Tony, had in his vision, he saw a family crest. And he's going through a book of crests, and he realized that it's the crest from the, like, the rich Scottish dude. Um, now, um, Rookery and him are... Uh, or the caretaker are hanging out. Rookery's like just trying to make friends with him. And he basically convinces him to go underground into that crypt where he knows the Scottish Draculas are. So he sends the caretaker down there as bait, actually. And yeah. then Rudolph and his older brother Gregory, basically, they like attack, go to attack the caretaker and they almost get caught. Um... And Rudolph stops, but um, the caretaker gets bit by because Gregory bites him. But then these crazy floodlights turn on that start burning them like UV floodlights. And Tony throws rocks at the floodlights, and they're good, and they like get away, and they go feed on cows. And now Gregory, Gregory's like the one who's like, you know, there's always the one vampire who's like, no, nah, let's like eat people. Do they, like the I was going to say, do they ever eat people? Eat people or? No, they I don't. They just only eat cows. No, they're like the Cullens. They they feed on like livestock and deer. Um, okay, I was going to say, this had like a Twilight feeling to me. Like, I kind of think she ripped does. it off. Uh, actually, there is a like a more recent CGI remake. And this is based on like 70s German kids books, right? Oh, but okay. Apparently there's a remake post-Twilight. And I read reviews of it where it basically said, like, it makes, like, the two, like, the boy and the vampire boy becoming best friends seem, like, more like a gay relationship. Dude, I was actually going to make best a, friends. I was going to make a joke about that earlier. Like, this sounds like Twilight for two gay eight-year-olds. Right. But I was like, oh, that's mean. <laughs> like, like, I was thinking that, like, it was, it was like, it's almost there, but you wouldn't really read that into this, like... The idea of it, you could read it into, but not in the way it's presented in this movie. But apparently, they remade uh, it, or so, not remade it. They made another movie based on the same books, and it came out in it, that one. But apparently, but it has like bad reviews overall because I was interested in watching it after seeing this. Anyway, huh. so they they're feeding on cows. Um, since their hiding spot is found out by Rookery, 
Tony puts them up in his own cellar. You know, his parents don't know. And the sister, Scottish Dracula, who's, I don't know if you guys watched the newer Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe movies, the Narnia movies. No. Okay, she was actually one of, like, the main cast from there, um, Annie Popple. Is she the lion? Oh. Is she the witch? Liam Neeson was Liam Neeson was, oh, that's right, yeah. Liam Neeson was Aslan in the new ones, yeah. Was she the wardrobe? No, <laughs> no, that also, was that guy who played uh, who played all those characters. I think she was also knows. in those weird Halo movies or short you films. Halo. Do, do you remember when Halo? Like, <laughs> a little Halo. No, she Dude, wasn't in the Halo, those Halo movie. movies. That would have been great. But do you <laughs> she was just Halo floating on the wall soil. too. <laughs> what? If she was floating on the wall with soil. <laughs> yes. I will stone you, stone you. Wrap my arms around you. <laughs> you know what's going to be f- fucked up is if we go back and watch that video and they're never on the fucking ceiling. No, they totally are. I watched that video Did- like once a year. Well, we had that discussion about the Jamiroquai one and we were, me and yeah. Mike were convinced that he climbed up walls in that video and he what never did. Convinced. Well, so that was just, just like a truth. Think like every thought. video has fucking wall climbing? What's wrong with us? It's so weird, but I know other people that thought that too. Like Natalie Imbruglio gets on the uh, top of the fucking ceiling in that torn video, right? I, I watched it a couple weeks ago. She does not, but I remember what? her distinctly climbing like, the fucking wall. she's wall. singing like cold and all alone, lying naked on the ceiling. She like, never does. They don't does. put it on the ceiling for that one? No. No, I thought what? so. Amazing enough, during the da-da-da video, they do go on the ceiling. Dude, they have such weird videos. They have one, I forget they, the name they of the song. They never went on the ceiling. Where they're, like, just in some kind of, like, bar in Germany, and it was just nuts, that song. Their videos are crazy. That's true. So after this, we should all look up trio music videos. Right. (laughs) I guarantee we're going to find some wall climbing there. Like, their videos are, like, weird, like the um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood Relax video, but not as gay. I don't remember that. (laughs) Nothing's as gay as that, that video. Oh, I want to go watch it now. <laughs> With the the relax video? Yeah, I don't remember it. Okay, that this is yeah, the infamous, dude. You'll remember when I describe it. That's the one where the guys go to the gay club, and there's tigers in the video, and then, like, a big, fat man comes all over the crowd. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I it's do like, not remember this. dudes in leather, and this guy gets up and, like, rips a towel off his lap. And then suddenly everyone down below, he's on a balcony, and everyone down below is just soaked in creamy white fluid. They fucking played this on TV? <laughs> yes! No. want to come, and then just all pfft, creamy, milky white fluid all over everybody in the club. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. How did they get away with that? How do you not remember this? I don't yeah, know. I don't remember I, this at all, yeah. I don't think I've seen the video. It was on one of those... I swear we watched it together on one of those VH1 like crazy videos of the 80s or, you know, how they did. Mm-hmm. Huh. No, I don't... Nah. <laughs> I don't nah. believe it. Nah. Nah. They did not <laughs> release a video full of guys getting gummed on. 
Yeah, they were really. Oh, he's watching with, uh, it. Hold up. With, uh, he is. Okay, dude, it looks it's like they're wearing the Nazi uniforms. What? <laughs> it looks like they're wearing like Nazi uniforms right there. Right, I'm turning it down because I don't want our episode to get deleted. Yeah. <laughs> so you just gonna watch it's just while them I in talk? like green lights. Are you gonna go live through the whole fucking video? I did not see any fucking audience jizzing. It's at the end, dude. I just I just went to the end. Oh my. Okay, well I'm gonna. We're gonna. Yeah, go ahead with your movie. I'm gonna show. keep watching for your fucking. Okay, after we do all our goodbyes and everything, <laughs> we'll stay on air just for this video. Okay, so anyone after we say see and all that, stay around. No zingers this time at the end. We're just, we're gonna, just gonna watch Frankie goes to Hollywood. Together. We're all going to load it up, and we're going to hit play at the same time and talk about this video. Well, the, I guess we're, somehow the music's not going to blast behind us. Or it will. Whatever. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, bye puts them in the cellar. Okay, so blah, the sister, blah, blah, Scottish blah, blah. Dracula, <laughs> Annie Popplewell, brings Tony a gift. And she says, it's from the old country. And it's just this old dead mouse. Oh. Like, like, are they cats or vampires? Um, <laughs> so. That's, that's a pretty poignant question, man. I got me. <laughs> I'd think. Yeah. Like, what are they? What are, what are, what are any of us, really? So, now Rookery and the, the rich Scottish guy, they're plotting, and um, they're also catching on, like, we're realizing that the girl in Tony's vision was related to the, you know, the family, and now they're searching for the amulet as well. They're kind of, like, realizing what's going on. And Tony starts spying on them, but gets trapped in the crypt that they were searching. And apparently this dead mouse is a magic mouse, and if he, like, rubs it while whistling for help, they'll hear him and come. The other mouse. When and, you want to come. All right. <laughs> Oh, and I took this note. Right here, Voodoo gave me an, an ad break. And I normally hate Geico ads because they try so hard to be funny. I know which one it is. I know exactly which one you it is. You know exactly which one yep. it is. Because you is it a round and round? Freaking... Yes. It's just like, it's, it doesn't even seem like a Geico ad like they do. It's just this house, and you think it's like an ad for Orkin, where they're like, oh, we just got this new house, but you know, we're really concerned about the rat problem. And then you cut to the basement, and it's fucking rat. Say, round and round. Just give it time. Round and round. My favorite part is she's like at the stairway, like just looking in, scared to go down because of the rat problem. What's, I what's, hate that that fucking commercial got me so good. It got because they cut it so well because it really legit looks like an exterminator <laughs> ad. And then suddenly Rat is blasting. And also, I watch my movies at 6 a.m. and they cranked up the fucking Rat. And I have oh, yeah, headphones it's, on. It's super so loud. So this goes from like, yeah, we have a Rat problem. <laughs> round and round! round. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. The, the, <laughs> the only thing that could have been better is if they did Love and Use a Dirty Job. Yes. Love did I ever? You. 
is a dirt. Did I ever tell that story, like, of me and Alex? Like, we burned the CD with that song on it 23 times and got ridiculously high and listened to it all night. We didn't do anything else. We just had the computer playing the CD. Or not the computer, but, like, the PlayStation 2 or whatever. So we saw the, watched the, like, dumb graphics that it would do, you know? Oh, those graphics. Yeah, I remember those. fucking, like, four hours, we listened to Love and Use a Dirty Job. I gotta ask, did you let the graphics ride, or did you press the buttons to manipulate the graphics? We manipulated every now and then. Okay. But we would let it ride for a bit, but yeah, we were just so fucking high at his mom's <laughs> house. Well, her, his mom's boyfriend's house. Oh, <laughs> Like, he got us stoned, and like, he was like an old dude who looked like he should have been in rat. And like, so he never came in and yelled at us. We're getting carried away, but the story's the story's innocent enough. And I'm just gonna ask: Do you want me to bleep his name? Because he said it a couple times. Oh no, I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's a, it's a fine story. Nobody's yeah, it's fine. And fun and of like we he, normally are. I'm I'm literally not even friends with him anymore, so he'll never know. Right, we're not saying last names. And it's not a mean story. So, um, yeah. So Tony's stuck in the crypt, and. Then you just have fucking rat on the mind now, dude. Yeah, well, no, because my next line includes a rat, and I'm trying to like make this all make sense. Because oh, out the my... cellar. <laughs> yeah, down in the cellar. <laughs> well, the uh, name of their album was Out the Cellar. Oh, so I was actually getting into the movie, and it was getting kind of like plot intensive. So I was trying to pay more attention, so my notes got a little bit more sporadic. I don't think anybody's ever said I've been. I was really getting into the My Little Vampire. So, so anyway, <laughs> Tony's getting rescued by um, Rudolph, uh, Rudolph's sister, and on the way through the crypt, this is in my notes. They follow a large testicled rat to a secret passage. Because they are following this rat, but you, because they're following it, you see the rat from behind, and you can totally see those big old rat balls. It's like when you see huge balls on a cat in a movie. Like, you can't miss them. <laughs> I don't think uh, I've ever really seen cat balls in real life. Every cat I've ever seen has been neutered yeah, or spayed, so I've I never seen cat balls. Like, dog balls, you see. Yeah, yeah. But not, no, not the cat balls. Well, My that's because right all cats spray like crazy, right? So if you yeah. come in your house, you have to chop those suckers off. Yeah, and it, it fucking stinks when they do. Right. Uh, so Rookery's still trying to, like, catch them all. The caretaker wakes up. He's a vampire now. Um, oh, next... fuck, I'm a vampire. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right, it's more like, hi, fuck, I'm a vampire, because they're Scottish. They're Scottish oh, yeah, Dracula. Oh, I mean, hi, oh, fuck, I'm a Scottish Dracula. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I almost believed you were. It came from the, the belly. That's where the, the accent's got to come from. The belly. Um, now you're just doing fat the, bastard. Yeah, now I messed it up. It's the, too, much, too much belly. <laughs> Um, now the parents both meet, Tony's parents and Rudolph's parents. Um, the Scottish Dracula fuck. hypnotize Tony's parents into fucking them. No, what? Uh, to, to, <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Dude, oh. I was so excited. The movie took a bit of a turn to the side end there. That's the, uh, the director's set ex- I watched on Voodoo. An explicit <laughs> ten minute fuck scene. But she keeps the uh, party shirt on, just open. Dude, that's hot. Yeah. That's fucking hot. <laughs> um, so, anyway, actually, Tony's pair parents are hypnotized into driving Rudolph's Scottish Dracula parents to the crypt because for whatever reason they are too weak to fly Um, the Scottish rich guy shows up saying that Tony is a vampire and that his dad needs to stake him and then his dad blows up on him protecting his son which was a nice scene Um, so then the Scottish guy leaves uh, and the caretaker is in the back of the Scottish boss's car. Oh, ho, ho. Um, so now everybody's basically kind of like finding their way. Uh, Tony, Rudolph, and the sister find a uh, coffin inside the crypt. And they're underground. And um, Rookery's... Fucking hardcore bands just fucking rocking out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, this is, a little vampire crew. This is hey, fucking white snake is down there. <laughs> They're about to burn a church. <laughs> Rookery's trying to drill into the crypt from above, and his drill just happens to break these chains on the coffin so that they can open up. And inside are dead vampires and no amulet. Um, and then Tony touches the chain that's on one of the dead vampires and gets a vision, and they realize that the amulet is actually back in Tony's house buried in the floorboards <laughs> under his room. And I just imagine the chain was like a long like juggalo chain with a hatchet man that I used to it, wear. <laughs> it looks more like the... I forget what they called it in Raiders of the Lost Ark. But like the amulet in that movie that they used to shine the sun through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, thing. the one that burns the guy's hand. Yeah. It looks almost just like that. Okay. And so, I still want to picture a hatchet man. <laughs> now Gregory, he they let him out of the muzzle, and he gets this necklace that he spins to call the whole vampire clan. So like, almost like um, the Aborigines and Crocodile Dundee too spin shit to send messages. He does the same exact thing. That's a you know I figured that's a reference everyone will know. I was uh, going to say, Mike, that, are you aware of that, this one? That, that How's your Crocodile Dundee From tube? all the times I watched Crocodile Dundee as a kid. Dude, when I was four, I used to dress up as Crocodile Dundee. He was my fucking hero. I had a That's denim jacket. Gay. I had a denim <laughs> jacket and a plastic knife. And I would pretend That's to a be... story I didn't fucking knew. <laughs> sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes I think about that, like... When I was my son's age, he can't even stand to like he won't watch superhero movies because he don't li- doesn't like to watch people fight. And meanwhile, when I was four, <laughs> I was dressing up as Crocodile Dundee, flashing a knife around. Did you? That's the origin of Knife Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, right. it goes back to those days, man. Now that's a knife, <laughs> man. That's fucking weird. That's a knife. I never heard of a kid like being like idolizing Crocodile Dundee at well, eight. Like, Crocodile Dundee too, it, like basically just came out around that time, I think. So it was it on been... TV a lot, and like my sisters were older, so like by ten years, so like they 
they watched movies. I, I was totally the kid getting the blanket thrown over his head for, like, the sex scenes or, like, the stabbings, right? So yeah. they would still watch the movies. It's just I would just be blinded for the juicy parts. <laughs> I, I yeah, wish totally instead of I wish instead of being Crocodile Dundee two, like you just took to Colin Quinn's character and became him. Who? <laughs> Colin Quinn is in that movie. Oh, I don't. Oh, really? That. Yeah, and he has a great story about it. Apparently, like he got the role and he was supposed to be like, like just this character. But what he did was he rewrote the whole script. To involve him to be the guy who shows Crocodile Dundee around <laughs> and shit and be like his right hand man so he'd be in every scene and he handed it to the fucking producers and they wow. just like what the fuck is wrong Could with work? you and then they just put him in like one scene oh. <laughs> oh but that's the first movie is it the first I thought it was where the he, second one where he first gets to New York and learns his way around yeah so the first oh, I don't movie, know but I remember I him telling that story. Know that it's well. hilarious. It was the second movie I fell in love with as a kid because it was like it had come out at the time. We taped it off TV and I just watched it on repeat. The first movie, he goes to New York and is a fish out of water in New York. The second movie starts in New York but has like these Colombian drug dealers and ends up in Australia. So the first movie, he's a fish out of water in New York. Okay, so yeah, maybe it was with, the first like his girl like it starts with his girl goes to australia and is like out of water but then it ends where he can't adjust to new york and then the second one is the reverse where like he's still in new york not quite you know like getting by and then they go to australia and his girl has to see how he like really lived for the extension of the movie while they fight these drug dealers isn't there a third one too Mm. or am i thinking of like the Crocodile no, Hunter movie. No, no, it's Crocodile Dundee in L.A. Didn't go to New York. Oh, in it's, L.A. That's right. Yeah, it's Crocodile Dundee goes Hollywood. I watched it once when it came out. Actually, I watched it with Mike. I don't remember <laughs> it at all, but I remember hating it. Yeah, we watched it at the uh, the old house on Chase. Mike, do you remember it? I remember that it happened in America, but no, I don't remember any part of it. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen one of these movies, like, honestly, like, through. I'm rewatch these now. At least the first two. Maybe this could be a sidecast. <laughs> For all of us? Just to go yeah, to like, we all rewatch Crocodile. Oh, we could each watch one different one. Yeah. No, because I want to watch the all of them. watch the third one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, Angus would have to take the first one, because I'm, like, not yeah. still super familiar, but if I was hearing about it, it would start all flooding back to me. Um, anyway, after, see, that reference got us going, that Gregory's spinning the necklace. Um, so, the parents and the sister and all those fucking vampire cows answer Gregory's call. Oh, no. And now Rudolph and Tony are at Tony's house, and Gregory's still spinning this necklace, and more and more vampires are showing up. Uh, Tony and Rudolph are searching the floorboards and Rookery gets in the house and he gets out the UV cross, which, you know, hurts Rudolph and he grabs Tony and jumps out the window. And as he's falling, he throws down an inflatable landing and it like inflates and he lands on it. It was a really good out the window jump. It was shot really well and it just looked like a really 
impressive stunt. I love that moment. Um, now, Rookery is driving because, like, basically, the amulet, when you're holding it... What's that noise? Oh, uh, I was moving my chair. Oh, it's a legit noise. Okay, so, I thought it was ghosts. Um, if the vampires or the Scottish Draculas, I like that I still say it and correct to myself every time, <laughs> have the amulet on the cliffside with the moonlight and the comet, they can become human. But if Rookery has it, he'll just kill all the, van uh, the Scottish Draculas. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what the power play is. Um, so... Rookery is now driving down the road to get to the cliff, and then these all these cows are in the way, and so he decides, and they all have red eyes, so he decides he's gonna just gun it and ram them. But now the the cows, because they're vampire or Scottish Dracula cows, they can fly, so they fly and knock the truck around, and then one of them flies by and poops all over the windshield. And so Rookery Gross. loses control because he can't see. And Tony cuts the UV lights on the truck that are flying out. And then Rudolph flies in and is able to rescue Tony from the truck before um, Rook basically just gently goes off the cliff and gets caught in a blimp line. There was a blimp earlier in the movie. It wasn't. It was only shown for this moment where Rookery doesn't fall to his death off the cliff. Um... So the amulet gets to the Scottish Draculas, and they begin the ritual. But then the blimp comes back around, and there's a big fight with Rookery. And Tony's dad punches out Rookery. And then his mom gut punches Rookery off the cliff. So his mom's a killer. And she's got cool party shirts. Was she still wearing the shirt? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. my... So Tony gets the amulet, and then the vampires disappear. And then, like, the next day, they're at the market, and Tony sees Rudolph and his sister as uh, humans, and they smile at each other. And it's like they pretend not to notice him at first, but then they're like, yeah, yeah, it's us. We're human now. That's cool. We're all friends. And then it uh, ends with a cover of the song Eco Eco, which I, I'm not going to try to sing, but just so everybody I knows. Don't. It's like... What is it? Eco Miko? Eco Eco. It has the line, my grandma and your grandma sitting by the fire. It's just a really happy... Oh, I love that song. Yeah. yeah. I only know that part. Like, I don't know that song. I've heard that in a crazy town song called Only When I'm Drunk. Yeah. It's like my grandma you think, yeah. and your grandma like, sitting by a fire. Yes. Wait up. Turn the beat up. Uh -huh. <laughs> crazy town, y'all. You just ain't so know it. <laughs> But oh man, I can fucking kick that whole song. I couldn't even see. I, I think I don't know who actually did this. I was trying to figure it out. I didn't hit YouTube, but like, I think it was just another one of those '90s knockoff bands because it wasn't the original artist, but it was totally like beat bop '90s shit. And I really liked the cover, but I couldn't figure it out. Um, so that's the um end. Oh, right. little vampire. I got. Uh, cool. I got a pee. Super like boopy bop though. 
Sia did a cover of it? Did you say Sia? Sia did a cover of Eco Eco. Dude, have you great. seen her not cover her face? <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah. But have you guys seen her face, like, just natural? She's, she ain't pretty. She's a very ugly woman. She no, looks like a rugged man. Like, that's how I'd describe her. Alright, let's get back to our show. Let's do it. You gotta turn it off. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, gotta turn movie. it off. Um, uh, Angus did a movie. I did. Angus, did you? I certainly did. Fuck yeah, bro. That's what we're about. <laughs> movies. <laughs> we do movies here, and we do uh, them well. Eco, eco. <sighs> okay. Oh, no. All right. The movie All right. that... All right, partner. <laughs> Keep on rolling, baby. Roll, roll one, baby. <laughs> I don't know how he rolls. I'm not a roller. That's not how he rolls at all. <laughs> I, was I don't think. That was, oh, that was like our friend who used to yell out the window, "Hey, girl! <laughs> hey, girl!" Honestly, I thought it would come to me, and then I just—I was like, "It's not coming." I gotta say something. It's not how my man rolls at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, we get a Fred Durst email, like, guys, come on. Gonna, that's not me. That's embarrassing, guys. All right, so the movie that I chose is from... It, it's funny, you're, both of your guys' movies were 2000, right? Yeah. Mine was 1999, so I was one wow. year off. I'm kind of bummed. Wow. Yeah, this guy should have done more 2000 movies. <laughs> All right, so the movie that I chose was called RKO 281. And I chose it hoping to see people RKO each other. Uh... I like, like... <laughs> Like like the wrestling move? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Oh, but it wasn't. Oh, you'll you'll hear all about what it means. No, you won't. Cause I, I I'll tell you, but it, I didn't write it. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. right. So, I'm here for us. So this movie is a BBC slash HBO production film. Okay. All right. So it was made for the BBC and HBO. Uh. There's an interesting story about that. I'll just I'll just get it out now. Apparently, it was supposed to be like a big forty million dollar budget film, but it just Whoa. kept getting like cut back, cut back, and cut back. So then they were just like, "Oh fuck it, let's just release it for HBO um, for way cheaper." And then they got rid of like it's like Marlon Brando was originally supposed to be in it, and forget who else. There was some other people, but anyways, my movie. Tom Cruise. Yeah, let's just say that. So my movie begins with a little boy, and he has his birthday cake there, and his mom is on the bed, and she's, like, all, like, sickish, like, kind of, I guess she's sick. Okay. Or just crazy, but... She's she, just lazy. She's <laughs> just a lazy bitch. Ugh. So she's like, oh, blah, 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 Orson, blah, do blah, this. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> so your, yours was a French film, too. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Oh, happy birthday! <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, yeah. So the the kid's name is Orson, and then all of a sudden we get like an old timey montage of Orson Welles, the Boy Wonder. Uh, is this right. the making of a movie? Yes. 
Yeah, I knew it was. And it goes into like his whole like his whole story and everything he's done. It's like, oh, who has Orson Bang today and shit like that. <laughs> like, oh, this boy wonder he can do no wrong. You know that old timey guy. <laughs> oh, Orson Welles writing his first film. What is he gonna do with this? He does the fucking War of the Worlds, best man ever. Talk about that. That's uh, awesome. So, like, during this whole like opening thing of that, it just cuts to these guys who are like, "Who is this cocksucker?" Whoa, whoa. <laughs> so that's what you begin the movie with is who is this cocksucker, <laughs> referring to our pal Orson Welles here. Whoa. So now we cut to Orson Welles getting ready for like Was the he a cocksucker. He no. this is not a cocksucker. Mm. Um, he just like. These guys are just angry for a reason, I'll tell you later. Um, he wouldn't suck their cocks. I get it. I get angry too. Yeah, right? Like, there's nobody I'm more angry at than somebody that won't suck my cock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm 100% with you. Like, most of the time I'm mad at you guys because you're not sucking my cock when I'm hanging out with you. I remember the last two times you came to Florida, you're just like, these guys are not sucking my cock. <laughs> it's like, so why should I come back? I Florida. <laughs> I could. I traveled two thousand miles, and these faggots won't suck my cock. <laughs> I'm mad. Yeah, not happy. <laughs> All right, so Orson is getting ready for this giant formal dinner he's got, but like he doesn't want to go. He's like uncomfortable in situations like that. Um, him and his co-writer are trying to come up with an idea to make their own movie, right? Because he's already been successful. The only thing he hasn't done is make a movie, and that's what they're doing. Is they're saying, like Orson Welles is writing his first film at 24 years old because he's already done all this other shit, like the War of the Worlds thing, yeah. like, and just everybody loves this motherfucker. So him and his co-writer coming up with that idea, and they have this idea about a bullfighter, right? And they're talking about it at the dinner. And he's telling this story of him traveling across Europe and, like, seeing a bullfighter and, like, actually, like, being taken under this dude's wings and shit. Wings? Wing? Mm. Um, and, like, he explains the story of, like, you know, like, at a, at, at a bullfighting thing, at the end you fucking kill it, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And, like, this one chick, she's... This one chick, she's, like, fucking wet from it, man. Like, she is fucking all about it. So, a man, an older man there notices that, and he's like, well, that's fucking barbaric, you know? And, like, he's like... He's not making anyone wet. Yeah, no, he's not at all. And he's like... Especially not back in Orson Welles' time. Like, come on, you fucking fight a bull, and you fuck a woman. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's what you do. Yeah, like, I don't imagine any other way to get laid. You don't there. fuck women without killing bulls. Mm, this is true. Yeah. 100%. Dude, what if that was still a thing? Like, you had to kill animals just to get pussy? Uh, <laughs> well, I would fuck, like, squirrel people. Yeah, like, <laughs> would, that's, that's, that's basically me. <laughs> Occasionally, I'd get, like, a pit bull and be like, ah, I get a I You'd get one kill of these a pit bull? I don't, I don't believe pit bulls have souls. So yeah, no, don't. they're... they're like no, I've I'm always saying that was like where you went. You went from squirrel to pit bull. They're on right. the same is there, level is there of evil. Between? What would the between? Oh, like a raccoon. Okay, I There's see something. what you're saying. I feel like, like a possum. Yeah, a possum. No, those are dangerous. No, that'd be that easier would, to I kill than a squirrel. 
What? Yeah. Dude, squirrels are so really? fast and wild. They're so and fucking small. fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we're Poss- in. That's true. Dude. It- Honestly, I played Animal Crossing and I imagined me just, like, catching them with a little <laughs> well, wand. I just. You're right. That would be way harder than the video game. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's stupid. So, wait, are you imagining that you have to fight all these animals with, like, a little bullfighting sword spear thing? Like, it's all oh, the same wow, method? Okay. I think we get shotguns. We have right, like, yeah, shotguns. okay, yeah. So then in that case, yeah, a possum would be way... You'd be easier to shotgun down a possum right. than a squirrel. No, this is good. I'm glad we're or talking through pit this. Bull, so dude, a pit bull would be dead easy to shotgun. It, it would be yeah, easy to shotgun, but if, if you were trying to fight it with a sword, I think you'd get fucked up. But, like, a possum, man, yeah. they are stupid as shit. Like, literally, like, I was cleaning out a house, like, back at, when I was, like, 15. I was getting paid for it. And, like, I was, at, I was cleaning out the shed, right? And I lifted, like, all this metal. And there was one just there hissing at me. And I had a metal pipe in my hand. I just smacked the fucking thing in the face. And it just looked at me. And I just was like, all right. So I smacked it again. And then it just walked away. <laughs> but I think, I, I think if I, like, hit it one more time, I think I could have fucking killed it. Yeah, like, yeah. If it, you cannot do that, that with a squirrel, to clean it up. what? It's annoying. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I was totally wrong with the squirrel. That, that's super hard without the yeah. video game aspect of it. Totally wrong. <laughs> I think, you guys are right. <laughs> I think I'd want to. I want to fence a hawk. Like I've always wanted to fight a hawk. But imagine sword fighting a hawk. <laughs> Dude, they fly, man. Like you get oh, fucked dude, a really up. attractive woman if you kill the. I'm hog. saying, dude. like you get some good, like manly cred. Yeah. For killing. Like, a do hog. you yeah, just totally. do you just like hang the hawk head on like a necklace or something? <laughs> oh my god, you have to display it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dude, I would be so angry. TJ has a hawk on his hat, and I have like 16 squirrels. <laughs> Who's getting laid? You tell me. <laughs> Bullshit. I have, like, a gross possum tail fucking bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) They just have squirrel tails everywhere. That's what I would call it, too. I'd be like, Mike and his squirrel tail. I'm going to have hawk women. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, if this was the society we live in, I would kill PJ out of um, jealousy or something. Angus with his possum tails, he's still with those fucking bowling alley chicks. (laughs) <laughs> they would totally love that like no matter what oh imaginary God. culture we live in Angus is still I'm doing still fucking bowling alley girls oh my God. hell yeah dude I'll fucking take it like if that's my fate that's my fate I'll take it <laughs> oh man I'm changing my last name to Hawk Killer TJ <laughs> Hawk Killer TJ Hawk Killer <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fucking pretty good. Hawk. No more, no more jaguar, jaguar. I've got this. <laughs> oh, don't say my last name. I have a. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a hawk head with like that's rotting away, but still holding the feathers on it around my neck. <laughs> oh, I would still get like a tattoo, like like a, a hawk skull and crossbones. You should get a book bag and attach the wings to the book bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just be like, oh, that's where I carry my excess dead hawks. Uh, yeah, no, totally. Get too many. A man, a man purse made out of hawk feathers. Because who's going to talk shit? <laughs> 
Fuck, now I, I have a fucking, um, what is that called? A little little thing you put on your uh, tummy? What is that thing? <laughs> your that tummy? Pelts? <laughs> yeah, like where, where you hold a, uh, you can hold your wallet in there. What is oh, that thing called? A fanny a pack? A fanny pack? <laughs> fanny pack? I'm gonna have a squirrel fanny pack, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would take so many squirrels to make even just one fanny pack, I think, because they're so small. It would, it would take at least three. Oh, yeah, several. No, no, it yeah. would be stitched together, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that even you you kill a gay animal, and then you make the gayest garment out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what, yeah. It's, yeah. I like how I'm not backing up from my original squirrel. No, you're it. not. Like, you I, love this. I picked it, I'm just going with it. Well, that's always king. been our rule. Whatever you, like, <laughs> if you pick it first, no, you can't change just because someone else comes yeah. along and starts fucking killing hawks. <laughs> you, you're stuck with your squirrels. God damn. I'm not, I'm not angry at my fucking possum killing. <laughs> no, it's pretty reasonable, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's going on in your movie man yeah so oh jesus <laughs> all right so everybody's like all impressed with this story about the bullfighter except one guy his name is hertz and he owns the biggest newspaper like i guess in the world i don't know yeah but it's big it's really big and this motherfucker owns like I, I made the joke earlier about, like, the full moon-type mansion that's on, like, the, you know, like, the edge with yeah. the river below it. He literally lives in that. <laughs> like, and it's an enormous castle. So, yeah. all right, yeah, now we have, like, it, two girls getting drunk. Back at, in old Hollywood. I, I, it had to have been, like, because it looked like no, the same like, type of thing. Like, the place to be for, like, their the big parties for like a decade only a decade maybe longer i don't know for a castle but we'll talk about it in our uh hollywood history podcast <laughs> coming in july yeah. hollywood history um yeah so orson come like orson's all pissed off because like that guy got the better of him like calling him out and calling him a piece of shit right for like liking to kill animals and calling him barbaric and stuff, so he comes. Oh right, that's where we. So he right. comes up with this idea to write a movie about that asshole, that rich, fucking newspaper owning asshole. Okay, all right. And he and even I love even stories. Yeah. And his writing partner, his name is Mank, and he thinks that's a bad idea. He's like, man, we shouldn't do this. Like, it, it just seems risky, and then. Mank has, like, actual writings about the guy that, like, people have collected over the years. And Orson's going through it, and he's like, holy shit, this guy's name is Rosebud. Like, this guy's nickname for his girl was Rosebud. Yeah. Says, he he has a pet name for her pussy? And he's just <laughs> so excited and shit about it. Because I guess that's what her nickname for her vagina was, was Rosebud. So that's where that all came from. That's cute. Um, Mank says that the guy, uh, the, the the newspaper guy, Hearst, also probably has gotten people murdered. So they're like, fuck, all right. Mank agrees to write this movie. And then they take it to the studio, and the studio is like, all right, you guys got three weeks. And they do it. 
And then when the studio gets it back, they're like, holy shit, did you just write about Hearst? Like, no, we can't do this. So... Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was studio. Just be like, no, it's fucking bullshit. No, they didn't know. They were just like, oh, they got a script idea. Let them do it. And then when they turned it in, they were like, holy shit, no, you can't do that. (laughs) This guy owns the biggest paper. The producers, what they want is they want him to do War of the Worlds. Like, make that into a movie. And he's like, no, oh, that, yeah. that that's not... I've already done that. I don't want to do that. So... Fucking artists. God damn Yeah. So he's convinced to do his thing, and he starts editing the script, right, that Mank did. Mank apparently wrote, like, 250 fucking pages. Oh, my God. And Mank has been sober this whole time, and, like, Mank's a bit of a drunk. He likes to have a drink here and now. So... Mm-hmm. I feel that. Once Orson's, like, editing the script, Mank shows up, and he's fucking drunk as shit. And he throws the script at him. And he's like, you took my name off the script? And Orson's like, yeah, well, I don't need you anymore. Oh. So Orson's a fucking dick for that. And how you make it big in Hollywood, man. You got to stab all your friends in the back. He literally did. Like, he's like, I took off all the fat and I made this good. So I don't need you. And you're not getting any credit. I think that just makes him the editor. (laughs) 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 I forgot about that part. (laughs) That makes him a fucking asshole. (laughs) All right. So they start filming Citizen Kane, right? And the studio is just mad at all the choices Orson Welles is, is making. Like, because in one, like, instance, like, there's a woman just standing there, and he fucking attaches a 50, like, like an insane amount of money camera to a fucking zip line that comes, like, fucking hurtling by her <laughs> and just crashes and almost knocks her out, killing her. And he break, and he destroyed the camera. That, that's how you make art. She was totally scared, so yeah, like he said, it worked, didn't it? John Woo like, almost killed uh, Chow Yun-Fat and many of his actors with explosions. Oh. Really? Yep. Yeah, I could see that, actually, thinking John on Wu his movies. Orson Welles, same level. <laughs> Better Tomorrow 2 and Citizen Kane? Yep. <laughs> I like Tell it. you which one I've seen more. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and then like he's also just like wasting a shitload of money. Like he's go over going overtime and way over budget. Like he took fifty six takes on one line, and the the crew is getting fucking furious at him because he keeps doing this. But like, and he can tell like people are like, oh fuck, man, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. So he's trying to get Mank back, his writer. And the way he gets Mank back is by telling him a story about his drunk dad. And Mank is like, oh, you, I get it now. And then he comes back and helps him out to do the rest of the movie. And we're on set, and Orson wants to do a low shot, right? Like, But he's like, they're like, dude, the camera can't get any lower than this. He's like, no, it has to be fucking lower. And they're like, dude, it's fucking impossible. So he goes and grabs a fire axe and just starts fucking knocking away the floor. Yeah. And then eventually it cuts to him with a jackhammer and he wasted like six hours digging a hole 
while all the actors were just sitting around and so he could put the camera in the hole to get that upshot. Now the actors are too tired to act. <laughs> so like it was all for nothing. And then he's just like, well, all right, fuck it. That's a wrap. <laughs> so they're having a, de- a debut screening of the rough cut of Citizen Kane, right? Well, this is like the best film ever made or something. Right? Yes, like it's, it's that? considered okay. that. I'll, yeah. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, so they're doing the debut screening and like everybody hates it. One lady even came out after the screening and slapped the shit out of Orson Welles. And then what she did was she called Hearst, the guy at the newspaper, and told him about it and was like, hey, this kind of sounds like you. And one of her people is like, I have to see this now. And she tells him, like, she sees it and tells him about it. And what pisses him off the most is the Rosebud thing. He's like, how the (laughs) fuck did he know that? So he's pissed at her for not knowing that this movie was being made, right? Because this is like his right-hand chick, right? Like, she, she's, like, his underling, I guess. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Right. Like, but the right-hand man, like, you know, she should be in the know of everything that's going on. And she didn't know that this movie was getting made, and it got made. And now she's all pissed off because her boss is pissed off. And she's like, I want blood. And she goes to a lawyer, and then she's like, like, the lawyer's just like, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. And then she's like, hey, do you... <laughs> Do you want to come play golf? But she says it in a really threatening manner. And she's like, oh, you could bring these people. And she starts naming off people. And they're obviously Jew names. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're not allowed in. And then she just kind of walks out. And it's like (laughs) kind of a dicky thing. But I guess that'll come around again. And now... Hurst is like proud of all these stories he's been printing like lately because all he's been doing is shitting on the president and like <laughs> saying how bad the president is and like figuratively or literally like if he gets away with no no like like he's just basically like oh the president sucks and this is why and then he's like yeah wow. and, and we should print a picture of the the president in a wheelchair that crippled fuck yeah. whoa because it was it was FDR at that time so yeah like he hated fdr so like his whole newspaper organization was just about shitting on the president (laughs) and he was so proud of it um he tells his daughter that he's in a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars debt and she's all pissed now because she's like well why the fuck are you buying all this fucking crazy shit like he's buying like crazy statues and stuff for his castle and he's like, don't worry about what I do. It's like the Nicolas Cage of his time. Yeah. He's got to keep making movies to keep spending money. <laughs> Dude, I love looking at Nicolas Cage's fucking IMDb every now and then. Because I'm like, oh, wow, he has 18 new movies. <laughs> yeah. I've like, heard of one. In like three years, he's going to have as many as Danny Trejo. Yeah. God damn, man, yeah. Danny Trejo's is insane. Like One day we have to look. Is he the record? Maybe not, but I was, I was gonna say one day we. I want to do a search on that to see who has 
the most like IMDb credits. I'd put my of money anybody. on um, Frank Welker. John Care. Oh, I should probably. Um, Richard I... Kind. No. Danny Trejo is top three. Really? Well, you looked you it up? It up? Yeah. You just pulled it up just like that? I typed in most movie credits. Where's yeah. Frank Welker? Number two. Frank Welker is not in the top nine. Is Richard Kind. What? No. Damn. Michael Ironside is two, is top six. Really? That's crazy. Okay, so yeah. how many does um how many credits does Danny Trejo have? Uh, Holy shit. Okay, Frank Welker has 848. Oh, well. Okay. Music Magpie is not correct. My bad. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, maybe it's for appearances because you would almost, you could rule Frank Welker out because he's a voice actor, but he's like, People hire him just to, like, you You need a dog to bark, and the dog won't bark right? Hey, Frank, can you do a dog barking? <laughs> ruff, ruff, ruff. Okay, Frank, but here's your money. Thank you. You'll get royalties does, for the rest of your life. And now another that also credit in, on IMDb. So, okay. Does that also so, include oh, okay. himself credits? You know, like, how IMDb does that? Like, if they appear on a talk show, and it's, like, appears as himself, you know? For, I, for who? You've seen that. Oh, like, for yeah. any of them. Like, is right, it including how, those or not? I, I'm sure Frank Welker's not showing up on talk shows. Like, how many of these credits could be talk shows? I'm just... I don't know who That's the fuck Frank could... Welker is. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. <laughs> you keep saying okay. that. I don't know who the fuck he is. He's a voice actor, but he's literally, like... Almost every time they need a, a, like a sound for a creature or even an animal. Sometimes even just dogs. Like, he was the voice okay. of the dog in Space Jam. The dog in Space right, Jam like, doesn't talk. It goes, it goes, I, and that wasn't the dog. That. It was Frank Welker. I, I wouldn't count that then, man, because that's just, that's stupid. That's not like a real role. Danny Trejo actually shows up on set and acts. But a, a lot of his though, he's just in the background and he says, says a line. What's the difference between saying a line and going? You still like, because you're in a literally a studio without a camera on. So you're you're arguing appearance versus just voice yes. and a credit. Absolutely, I think for a movie, he might be the best radio man of all time. Then, well, Frank Welker guy has to win hands down. I can't think of anyone who no. have possibly have more credits than him. Although he has, but, a, he doesn't to, appear we're on have screen. To I, I in my opinion, hands. it should be on-screen appearances. We're just gonna have to look through a few websites and see what they say. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyways, there's a Peter Lorre joke. I didn't write it down. Oh, I just went, huh, Peter Lorre. They mentioned me. him. <laughs> that <was bad. laughs> That's all I wanted. Oh, thank you. That's that literally bad, all man. I wanted from it. It's um, nice to be remembered. That's <laughs> weird. Like, I lose it so easily, but when I have it, it's so good. Yeah, because now you got Trejo on the mind, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Not Welker. I met Danny one time. He was a lot shorter than I expected. That's Mexico. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you yeah. can do it. Fuck, I'll give up. Okay, moving on. So I'm Trejo is a enough. short man. I gotta say, he is a short man. I have a picture with him. He's tiny. You look like a giant next to him. Yeah. Like, it, it's weird, because I, like, t- Mike, you know that picture you took with Jim Norton, and you kind of, like, Oh, my God, down. yeah. I wish I didn't fucking <laughs> settle down like I did. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah, thinking. you panicked, dude. I, I panicked. <laughs> you panicked about a little short man. 
I know. I, he was so little. I should have just stood up and put my head on his <laughs> He was so little. It, it, it's funny because, like, I'm not a very tall guy. Like, I'm 5'10 or 11. But even me, I feel, like, gigantic. Even I, like, in my first picture with him do that, like, the head tilt to kind of look. Yeah, you know, I didn't. He, he had it. He was so small. He was his own like little force field of like gravity. <laughs> I just like he sucked me in. It's so weird. Like I would hate to be that short. Yeah. All right. Lori's so angry. So now, um, Hearst, he's threatening all the Jew producers and yeah. outing them as Jews, and even the writer. He's gonna out the writer Mank as a Jew. Because he doesn't... They didn't like Jews back then. No, they do not like Jews. This was uh, late 30s, I believe. The anti-Jew time. And now, fucking, he's on a quest to just destroy all of Hollywood. Hearst, the guy who owns the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his daughter saw the movie and is crying about it now. And I might as well mention this now. I put it later. I didn't know this until the end. But Hearst's daughter was actually his mistress. And the reason I thought it was his daughter is because she kept calling him Pop. (laughs) So it confused me. So I didn't know until the end that that was actually his mistress, not his daughter. (laughs) Alright, so Hearst now, he's releasing that chick under him, the bloodthirsty one, to release a file. And it cuts to a guy looking at very dirty, explicit sex pictures. And this is her quote. This is her quote, not mine. What we got here, we got faggots, commies, and junkies. We got movie stars screwing N-words and little girls. We got Jews. We got Hollywood. Whoa. And she says she's... Yeah, I want to work there. That's beautiful. Let's go. That sounds like a wonderful place. <laughs> so she when says that she's going to. Re- <laughs> well, no, not Frankie. <laughs> that is Hollywood. Bring, Holy bring shit. Yeah. That, in my eye dude, in my that is a great throwback. All right. So she says she's going to release those pictures everywhere if this movie isn't canceled. And Uh-oh. the producers are like, yeah, no, this movie is not happening. And Orson Welles. Dude, he is in deep shit. So now the mistress gets into a big fight with Hearst and ends like she ends the argument by calling him Kane. And that sets him the fuck off. Because she called him Citizen Kane. Mm. And now there's a meeting of the the Jews of Hollywood, like Warner, Disney, and a bunch of like other people. And Walt Disney's like, ah, what's he got on me? And then there's this guy there that says, that's what (laughs) nerd. Well, kind of. He says, (laughs) the other guy says, there's not pictures of, like, the the guy says that he has pictures of Disney buddying up with the communists. Mm -hmm. So basically, Disney's a commie. And then one guy made a joke, hey, at least you're not fucking Snow White in your photos. (laughs) Oh, man. So, they're all laughing now about that joke. So, they're all laughing about fucking little girls. Oh, my God. Which is (laughs) such an uncomfortable scene. (laughs) It literally made me cringe. So, they're going... You can't judge the past and the morality of the present. (laughs) Come on. It's okay. 
Alright, so the producers are now going to buy the movie just to destroy it, and they're going to pay $800,000 for it. Holy shit. And in the background, like, there's, like, news talking, and it's like, oh, Nazis just invaded, just took over Greece. So they're reminding you that Nazis are happening, too. Right. And Orson is explaining to the board that, like, he... He's comparing Hearst to Hitler at this point. And then the producers are just like, you know what? We opened the movie May 1st. And now Hearst is in his fucking castle and he has to sell off all his shit because he's broke. And Orson Welles and Hearst end up on the same elevator at the end. And Hearst tells him that he fucked up by doing this, by releasing this movie. And they're at the... Orson is like a dick. He like invites Hurst to the premiere. <laughs> nice. And, yeah, like kind of like a dick move. So at the premiere, mm-hmm. the producer says um, he was fired, and like because he released the movie, so he lost his job. And now Orson's feeling bad about it, but him and Mank are now at the bar toasting. And then it shows Hearst dancing with his mistress in the empty castle. And the end of the movie is them giving, like, that, like, you know, at the end of a movie where it's like, and this person went on to do this and blah, 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 you know? So it kind of did that for everyone. And that was the end of RKO 281. All right. Do we need a break before selling points? I'm good. I'm okay. Alright. So, Mike, what are your best bullet points for Quills? I think for the first time in a while, I have two selling points. Alright. First is that uh, Jeffrey Rush, as the Sade, only talks in sex one-liner poetry, really. That's oh. all he does. So, it's all it's all about... And he has the most lines in the film by, like, double. It's all about buggery and fucking and sucking and hitting on Jacqueline Does he Does he have Fantastic. his own voice, or does he put on a bad French accent? Oh, that's a good question. I don't. No, I don't think any of them. I think they all talk American that's, okay, or English. Yeah. So, yeah, that's re- yeah. Better no, for the movie no than Jeffrey Rosman. Like, oh, yeah. yes. Oh. yes. I think Napoleon and like that little scene had it, but it was like kind of subtle, so it was fine. Oh, um, <laughs> the main selling point is the uh, the play, the play I was talking about earlier. So for some reason, Michael Caine and Jacqueline Phoenix allowed decided to write a play with all the retards and so what he did is he wrote a play about michael kane deflowering his child bride and the hot child the hot child bride is played by a crazy dude who's bald in a dress (laughs) who has like this big brain thing going on on his head a big what Um, do you mean by a big brain thing like like, he looks like like mars attacks surgery on his head and it looks like he has a bunch of stitches on his head like several places no so the kind of big-headed kind of guy. Um, so he's wearing that dress as his child bride. And also they call Michael Caine's sister a whore during the anal scene that they go. And the, 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 the woman, or his bride, who's the boy retard thing, looks at Michael Caine and just says, Your sister's a whore! <laughs> <laughs> it was just fucking hilarious. Um, and this is when the, the play the play comes into conclusion when when Kate, Kate Winslet dies. So that's how the whole thing happened. And this whole scene's like a ten minute scene. So if you don't watch the film, just watch the play. It's fucking okay. great. 
And those are my two selling points. All right. Was your movie uh, long? TJ. Huh? Was your movie long? No, it was like 150. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Average film, yeah. I've kind of just, like, peppered my selling point into my actual thing. Like, I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. I thought it would just be, like, a terrible nothing kids movies from the late 90s or early 2000s. And, like, it's not classic, but, like, I didn't hate watching it. I actually kind of had fun with it. It's got just a sweet little story. The vampires actually, like, done well. They're not, like, super hokey. There's not, like... There's no dumbass jokes about vampires, you know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah, that was, like, the perfect time for kids' movies. Like, mid-90s to early 2000s was, like, awesome. They all make Right, like, if, if they tried to make it... Well, they did make it now CGI, and there's bad reviews. But, like, just imagine, like, regardless of that, they would try to make all these jokes where, like, oh, vampires aren't like that. Like, like Twilight and the fucking Glittering. Like, they'd have stupid shit in there. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have mm-hmm. that. Um, I already mentioned that, like, the the parents, well, the mom is whatever, but the dad, like, they don't... Mama's the papa. They don't right. make him just a workaholic. Like, he's, like, a real character, a real dad. And, yeah, it was yeah. just, like, a fun, just simple, easy movie. Like, not great, not terrible. Cool. It just, like, I enjoyed watching it. There was some decent humor in it, and it was just fun. The That's The it. kid was Jonathan Lipnicki, right? Oh, I, you see, I looked at the kid and I wasn't sure if I knew the kid from anything else, so I didn't write him down. He, yeah, he's he was famous for like two years, dude. Two? He was famous for two years? Yeah, like two years. That kid was everywhere. As yeah. just like a, a kid doing that kind of stuff? Hold on, now I gotta look this little fuck up. Oh, he's in Stuart Little, Jerry Maguire. Oh, he's the kid from Jerry yeah. Maguire. Oh, that there little we go. Fuck, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's a decent little actor. Like Mike? Yeah, like yeah. he was in like a lot of shit for like five years, Dr. Doolittle. It seems like Stuart Little 2 were all, were all those kids last. played by like, by brothers and sisters? There's six of them. What? Who? Frederick Suck... Oh, that's the name of the character. Oh my god. Okay. I'm retarded. That's, oh, that's funny. Your best bullet points? Hold on, your little Lipnicki kid, he, in 2017, he did a movie called Circus Kane, instead of Citizen Kane. That's pretty fun. Alright, my selling points, um, I have, I, well, I just want to say who the main people were in my movie, because, like, I kind of hinted at, like, who was supposed to be in it, like, Brando and shit. Brando was supposed to be Hearst, but it was James Cromwell. Uh, Orson is Leif Shirt. Leave Shriver. Hey, Sabretooth. Wow. And Rawr. Mank is John Malkovich. Wow, that's so, a good cast. Pretty, yeah, pretty good. And, um, shit, who is the woman? Fuck, fuck. Ah, I forget her name. Who played the mistress? I forgot to write her name down. But it's somebody who's famous. Um, yeah, I'm blanking. Sorry. Alright. Uh, anyways, my other. My main selling point of this movie is it proves everything I've ever believed in. That the media is evil. Hollywood is evil. The (laughs) Jews in general are evil. Oh, no. I like the Jews. We're going to fight here. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, yeah, no. It's basically, yeah, like, 
man, they're all shitty people in this. <laughs> I couldn't root for anyone. Yeah. Yeah, the child sex was really... Yeah, dude, uh, that was so uncomfortable because, like, the actual pictures they showed were really disturbing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, whistle. That's our Ooh. first whistle in the show. I don't know how to whistle. It bugs me. All right. Yeah, I'm not a whistler. Well, All right. Our favorite It's time to go up. to the best part. The reason we have a podcast in the first place is to relate every movie we ever see for the show to Paul W.S. Anderson's 1997 classic, three years before Titanic was released, according to Mike, <laughs> Event Horizon, in a segment we call The Horizon Shift. <laughs> So, the Marquis de Sade's lifelong work was to publish books of fuck, right? That was like his books whole thing. He loved the it. Books of fuck. Books of fuck. Everyone loved him. That's the. Except, I, know, I think the, that's the, like the an government. actual thing that like uh, Marilyn Manson does. Because <laughs> he calls fuck. himself the god of fuck. So, I, and I think he imagine does. Imagine him ripping off 200 year old artists. <laughs> books of fuck, yeah. yeah. So that's all he wanted to do, and he was great at doing it. People loved him. He made people have orgies and get laid, and it taught <laughs> girls blowjobs, all that good stuff. Good dude. But the evil French, the evil French government were like, no, 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 to sex freedom, and so they take his life's work away from him, cut off his tongue, and you know, we watched the movie. I watched the movie. I told yeah. you. <laughs> we watched. <laughs> <the> movie. <laughs> Well, just like poor Dr. Weir, he just wanted to travel to distant stars and spend his life making cool spaceships that go really <laughs> far, and he wanted people to learn about planets and shit, until he was stopped by who? <laughs> None other than hell, which is a stand-in for the I thought you were going to say the French. theoretical <laughs> government in this metaphor, and that's my shit. That's great. Thank you. I had to get that out. I'm sorry, Angus. No, that's great. You couldn't stop me. <laughs> Fuck the French and the government. Oh, All right, go ahead. Uh, well, I like I the know, French. Like, mine's pretty stuff. weak to follow that. It was good. <laughs> so, so Tony and Doctor Weir, right? Both of them right, have you. an obsession. Tony is obsessed with vampires. Doctor Weir is obsessed with the you know engine that he created on the Event Horizon. Through the course of their movies, both get to come face to face with their obsessions. And by the oh. end, both mm. have basically made lifelong commitments to those obsessions. Now, Rudolph might now become a human, but he's Tony's only friend and therefore his best friend. So you could assume that they're, like, after what they've been through, they're going to be friends for life. The same way that Dr. Weir is giving himself over completely to the event horizon and he's going to be there forever. So both of them follow their obsessions into a long-term commitment. That's my shift. One of your better, uh, that's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, I like it. I liked it. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I have two here. So with the original like film of Citizen Kane, the actual canisters of film, right? The original negatives. Back in the 70s, they were lost in a fire. Kind of like how our scenes from Event Ooh. Horizon are lost, you know? Like, they they weren't in a fire, but, like, they were damaged to the point we can't right. see them. They weren't taken care So, of. yeah. So that was the first one. 
The second one so is... So shifted both your movie and Citizen Kane in one. Yes. <laughs> and I'm doing Citizen Kane again. When Citizen Kane came out, that movie was a box office bomb. Like a complete bomb. But many years later, after time, it was considered by many one of the greatest films of all time. Just like Event Horizon when it so, came out oh it was a box office bomb. A cult classic. Which is now one of the greatest cult films of all time. I like it. Alright. Time all right. to vote. Mike, what you got? So... I wrote only two notes for this film. The, one was that TJ told us every second of his film, which was cool. The second was that Angus is, had castles and wet women. So that was kind of like, that was cool. I like both of those <laughs> things. Uh, the, the, the thing is, like, both of you had really great shifts, which uh, is nice. Yeah, it's nice um, for a change. <laughs> We're all yeah, I didn't want to say it, so I just said it. Nobody nice. phoned it in this um, week. But, like Angus said, his film was about the making of one of the greatest films ever made, just like Event Horizon. And I'm just, I'm gonna have to side with Angus here. I wanna, I wanna see this film with Leif Schreider and all the people and stuff. Yeah, I mean, of um, course I'm uh, a sucker for the movie about Orson Welles, and then you tell me it actually has a cast, um, yeah, and you yeah. actually had a shift, so... Um, I was already decided, even before I looked up that actress that you couldn't name... Who was it? I'd already because I was just looking her up. It's Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith, yes. Cherry Two Thousand, which I've brought to the show. (laughs) I just mentioned on our sub cult episode as a movie that I wish was a better known cult classic. Yeah, I love Cherry Two Thousand, and so yeah, Angus, you got this episode. Who would you have voted for? Sweet. Um, the, the thing was like, I was going to originally watch your movie because that just seemed more up my field as just like a weird, dumb thing to talk about, but you said you watched it. Plus it would have been more like that other dumb kid vampire movie I watched. Yeah. You already watched um, something like it. Yeah. You don't want to be known as a dumb vampire. <laughs> yeah. That would, Scottish Dracula. I don't want to be the Dracula man. <laughs> so I would have probably picked Mike's, um, yeah. I, I don't I, I don't see myself actually ever watching it, but the odds are I would watch it over for like yeah. just personal reasons, not for show reasons. All right, so are you still doing this Frankie goes to Hollywood video to end the show? <laughs> Should we? Or... I want to go home. Okay, so I, I don't think so. Up on break, <laughs> and there's apparently four videos for this song. There's yeah, the, the one that I said. Video, which, if you go onto YouTube, it's the one that Vivo has. Um, it's like the second result. There's the one Angus watched, where it's okay. just basically them playing the song and then Green. Yeah, lights. that was called the original version. That's right. the one that I was looking at. But it's and now that I'm looking original. at the other one, I see a dude, like a gay like leather dude in front of like a door. Yes, that's the so that must be the one you're one talking about. Banned, but also apparently there's one just directed by Brian De Palma, which is kind of like. Them, but in a more normal club, dressed up. We could just skip to... I could find it here. I mean, you'll remember this video. But if you skip to 311. You just watch Oh, I like that band. Alright. Down, down. Oh, dude, that chick with that big hair is pretty hot. Oh, dude, that fat dude is... <laughs> right? Oh, my God! Yes! yes. Is it not shit, exactly dude. what I said it was? 
Dude, Mike, remember when we talked about Squirt Bukaki on a fucking trampoline? Yeah. That's what that was, just with <laughs> a big fat dude. <laughs> cool. Holy fuck, dude! This is fucked up! And he's got, yeah. like, shaving cream on his face? Wow. Yeah, I've never seen this in my life. Oh, I mean, like, I just remember it so vividly because it's... <laughs> so, Angus, do you have a thingy for I me? do. Man, that right, fucking... Yeah. That was freaky because they okay. all started, like, twitching and yeah, shit and being weird. Yeah, twitches and shit, so anyway, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, I think yeah. the theme... For the next episode is something we haven't done. Let's do sports theme. Sports. All right. Oh. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to write that down like always. <laughs> Makes me forget. All right. Well, we've been yeah. 16 on cinema with me, TJ, Angus, Mike, and Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Buff. We can't forget Buff the Stuff. Yeah, I think you. I think you said yourself. You, there's two of you. That's fun. I like two of you. We'll get two of you guys. Angus, um, why don't you see us out? Yeah. So follow us on all of our uh, social media: Facebook, Instagram. I think we're gonna start up the Twitter again. Hopefully. Uh, oh, that's listen funny. to us anywhere. If if you guys like the show. And you want some free stickers, hit us up on one of those, direct message, and I will send you free stickers. You don't have to pay for postage or any of that shit, I'll just send you some, okay? So, fucking do that. And also, if you get a chance, fucking rate us on iTunes. Even if you don't have iTunes, just fucking fake an account and go give us some fucking ratings. That would be pretty nice. That'll help us out. Yeah, and tell friends, of course. That, that's always best, so, yeah. This is how I end my 33rd Or if birthday. you have shitty friends, don't tell your friends. Tell people who are less shitty than your stupid friends. Yes. Yeah. Tell people less shitty than your stupid friends. Like, if, if, you're on a, if you're on a bus, just start talking to the person next to you and just be like, Hey, man, you want to hear of a fucking good podcast where they talk about fucking rat videos for fucking... <laughs> round like, and round. That's so, a good place to end. Yeah. I'm out. See ya. Peace. Later, fellas.